done. All right, people. So it's uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm nervous as fuck right now, and it's a really big episode for me. It's been in the making, but I feel like uh, enough time has passed. Enough proper time has passed to. You know, get this this interview off the ground, this episode off the ground. I promised y'all something good was coming. Didn't want to really blow it out of proportion, and it didn't turn out the way it wanted. So, you know, timing is everything. But we have uh, a very special guest in the building, Philly's own. You know, um, she's been very consistent over the last couple years. You know, you can see her in Rectify, you know, grits, uh, the, the, the indie man, ATL homicide, fatal attraction, be a Mary Jane, so on and so forth. She's been very consistent over the last couple years, but I feel like the thing that people are, you know, finding most notable as far as the horror genre goes is Halloween 2018 and Halloween kills. But, uh, we'll, we'll figure out much more than that as the episode goes along, but people, you know, like I said, I promised y'all something good, and I just want to welcome Philly's own Carmela McNeil. Um, thank you so much for for being on uh, the the show with me, man. I, I feel like I'm still nervous. I'm like stammering over my words and stuff now that we're rocking and rolling. But uh, it's it's great to have you. Thank you for being here. How how are you feeling? You know, how are you? How's I'm everything good. going? I'm feeling really good. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I At, keep telling you, stop being nervous. Oh, uh, well, nervous. listen. This is just us hanging out right now. I know. People and, hanging out right now. I know. And you and you said that, you actually said that uh, it was either yesterday or the day before yesterday. And you're like, listen, don't be nervous. You know, it's just going to be like a couple of friends talking about a movie. And while I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to take that into consideration, <laughs> I was just kind of like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> like, you are from the crib. You are from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and you are in a Halloween movie. So I didn't run. I didn't really want to consistently like blow smoke, but that's a big deal, you know. Like especially like for somebody like me that is a hardcore horror buff, and not only a hardcore horror buff, but Michael Myers. You know, Halloween's my favorite slasher franchise. But for you to be a part of that is, I feel like it's just really amazing, and it's almost. It's almost surreal in a couple ways. I'll I'll get to how it's surreal and you know later on in the in the episode, but I just wanted to tell you that you being where you're from, uh, to be involved in a Halloween series is just such a I feel like it's it's a milestone in a career of yours that is already like about to skyrocket. So you know, I just wanted to say, you know, we we appreciate you being a part of that. We appreciate your character. We appreciate the work you've done prior to that, um, and the work that you're going to do in the future. But honestly, let me let me let me take the focus off of that because we'll t- we'll get to Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills in a little bit. But um, how how are you? Like, how, how's everything? I know I know press has been crazy. The interviews have been crazy. Just the um the overall like hype of the movie this recent movie has been crazy so how how have you been like taking in all of that and 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 dealing with all of that type type of stuff i think it's kind of like surreal like you said it might be a a great word for it because i think it was a bunch of hurry up and wait because of uh covid so there was like we filmed it in 2019 so we're ready for it to come out in 2020 so i was like really hype about it like you know and then it didn't. So then it just calmed down. But then all of a sudden, September hit, and then left, 
and October was here and everything happened so fast. Like everything happened so fast. But in a weird way, even though it happened fast, it still felt like it was moving in slow motion. I can't explain. Like the events happened fast. But as I was in the events, it was like almost like my body wanted me to like really take it all in. So it felt like it was slow. So at the premiere, it felt slow. It didn't feel rushed. At the after party, it didn't feel rushed. So I was really living in my moment. So that's that's a blessing because like I've I've gotten married to my husband and we've had a vow renewal and both of those. Congratulations, by the way. <laughs> yeah, not not to cut thank you off, but con- congratulations to you and your husband, by the way. Thank you. Yes. Oh, it'll be 18 years. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 18, yo, that is. You know what? I'm sorry uh, not to cut you off, but that is relationship slash marriage goals for me because you know i i see a lot of people get you know they'll get, they'll get engaged and break up they'll get married and be like oh well we want to get a divorce after one year that is that is time in you know y'all have kids together that is amazing that's a that's such a beautiful yeah. thing I'm, I'm well it's not easy it's a job being married is a job like it's, yeah. you have to put in work you can't just expect for it to be on autopilot and everything be fine and I think that's what happens with a lot of people in the very beginning of their marriage. Like they, they just think that, OK, we're married now. So it's just this is how we're going to live as a married couple. But there's a lot that comes with that. There's a lot that interferes inside of that. You got bills, you got kids, you got responsibilities that add to the relationship. So it's not like when you were boyfriend and girlfriend and you go your separate way, and he go his separate exactly. way, you know, yep. and you have your own responsibilities. Now, all the responsibilities becomes both of yours so you have to get on one accord and you have to get along like he's my best friend yeah and like that's my that's makes, he's the most funniest person i've ever met in my life like he makes me laugh i love being around him when i first met him i used to wait for him to come home and i still wait for him to come home. like i can't wait <laughs> to see him when he comes home but it's that's so weird that's amazing because honestly like that's one thing that I admire, uh, you know, not just about what you just said, but just about like marriages in general where, you know, people, they still keep that fire, you know, they still keep that pilot lit after all those years. You know, one of the biggest things, uh, you know, people listen, we're going to veer off topic. This shit ain't just about Halloween kills. We, we're going to dig into, you know, Carmela McNair. No, listen, <laughs> listen, we're going to we're going to dig into whatever aspects we can in the time that we have. It's not just going to be about Halloween kills. We're going to get into who Carmela McNeil is and all that type of stuff. Cool. But I appreciate everything you just said, because one of the things I'm big on, like I'm very old fashioned, you know, uh, my grandparents were married. I, I really wish I could remember how many years, but as long as I can remember, um, God rest their souls. But, you know, one of the things that people don't understand is that you have to really you have to keep that pilot lit. You can't, you know, you can't just get married and it's like, all right, well, I have to stop doing everything that I stopped doing or everything that I started doing in the beginning. It doesn't work like that. I feel like you have to keep, you know, you have to keep everything afloat that got you guys together in the first place to remind mm-hmm. you guys, mm-hmm. you know, when t- especially when times get rough, you have to remind yourselves of what brought you guys here in the first place. And I think that's amazing that you guys have that much time in and have a whole family together. That is God damn, that is that's so great, man. And especially like especially in Philly, like where, you know, where we come from, it's like is people don't really I feel like people don't really appreciate, um, you know, great bonds and, you know, great just, uh, you know, like spiritual bonds and, you know, things like that. But I think that is right. That's what I was going to say. It's, I was definitely going to say that, like coming mm-hmm. from 
where I'm from. And like, I've had um, a, a single mom raising me. I've had a single grandmom raising her and, and my uncles and, and my uncle and my, and my aunts. So I, all I've seen around me was just single parents. Like, you know, yep, same here. The Absolutely. Neighbor across the street, single parent, like it's always single parent homes in the hood. Like that's just how it is mainly. It was and regular. See, it was regular uh, for us to see. If you see someone that had a mom and a dad at the house, like that was like big. Like, yeah, it was. Big, it was like, like a unicorn back then. It was like, what? You got both right, your mom right, and your dad right. at home. Like, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. So but yeah. So that that was like huge to me when um, my husband asked me to marry him because that was like it's 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 a, a really important thing to me, and I take it very seriously. So I mean, you when you said about. Um, because you said something just now that made me want to think about it. When you said about uh, keeping things the same so that you you basically go back to what you fell in love with in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I will say this. Your foundation has to be strong. Like Absolutely. Your communication and your trust and all that has to be strong. Absolutely. Because the, the physical may change. You know, no one looks like they looked when they were like younger. Absolutely so not. That's going to change. Uh, like, for me, when I had children, like, I gained several pounds like you know what I mean and mm-hmm. I did not feel like myself or look like myself and that took me out of the mode of of trying to please my husband because it was all about my kids you know for a long time so there's that's what I meant by interference it's going to be interference that comes in but you have to be strong enough in your bond to to last through that because we're not the only ones who go through things everyone goes through things there's no perfect marriage so, right. but you have to be able to weather those waters when it happens. And you can't do it for somebody else. You can't do it for people who want y'all to stay together. You can't do it for the kids. You have to do it for each other. You have to want to be there. Because there's nothing worse than being in a relationship and you don't want to be there. Exactly. <laughs> or the other person don't want to be there and you're trying to force them to be with you. That's the worst. Yeah. So, um, to have a partner I- and still be in love, like, that's huge. I I agree 200% because I feel like, you know, there are a lot of, um, you know, while we're still on the topic of this type of thing, I, I feel like there's a lot of people who, you know, they, they either feel trapped in their marriages or their relationships or they feel like, oh, we need to stay together because of the kids, which I, I you know, this is just my personal opinion. I feel like it's a selfish thing because if you're unhappy, there's no reason for your kids to see you unhappy. But the fact that you know, you and your husband understand that there's got to be sacrifices made on on you and his behalf for the sacrifice of everything that's going on around y'all is just really fucking dope. Like, I really like it's it's very rare to hear because people don't, you know, I'm old. Like, I I keep saying I'm old fashioned and a lot of people don't appreciate those types of bonds and stuff like that. So I think that I think that's amazing. And I listen, I'm rooting for y'all. I'm rooting for y'all 200% I'm rooting for y'all you know what I'm saying uh but while we are on you know before I get into my first question um how like how does uh you know actually this was one of my questions but I'll I'll use it as the first one and I'll just exit out for later on but you know is it is it hard like you know um as far as your acting career you know like spending time away from you know, your husband and, and your kids and stuff like that. Like, does it, does it ever affect like life at home per se? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as like, you know, you have to do this audition or, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. shoot this movie and stuff like that. Does it ever like, you know, does it ever get involved in anything that happens at home type of thing? Not to get too personal. I ain't trying to, you know, I ain't trying to get all, yeah, I'm not trying to get all love and hip hop. (laughs) I'm not doing all love and hip hop type of shit. Yeah, I'm not a shock jock. I told you that. I'm not doing that. No, No, you're good. Um, I think because he was on his journey with me with the with the film and television, like I've done theater in the past when I was younger. Oh wow! But as far as film and television, when we moved when we moved um, from Florida and um, I started acting in Atlanta, taking classes and things like that, he was right there from the very beginning. So he saw the whole process. He knew how bad I wanted it, and I wanted to prove to him how bad I wanted it because he was a uh, not allowing me, but it's, there's responsibilities, right, between a husband and a wife. Right. So I was going to pursue the acting thing, mm-hmm. and he was like, all right, well, I got everything else, you know what I mean? So that's a lot on someone. So I wanted to prove to him, like, look, I'm doing this, and I'm serious about this. This is really what I want to do. This is what I've always wanted to do, and I'm going to take this ball and run with it because people don't get these opportunities. So I'm trying to show you that him, my husband, that I am going to really freaking put my all into this and see what happens. So he's been there from the beginning. So he's seen all the rejections. He's seen me get mad. He's seen me get mad about class. He's seen me get mad about auditions. He's seen me get mad about agents. He's seen all of that. So the gauntlet. he's been there through it all. Yeah, the gauntlet. So when I, when, mm-hmm. so when I do, when I booked uh, kills and Halloween and things like that, like it's just so refreshing because you get you don't get no's you don't get anything you don't hear anything if you don't book anything you just see it on tv or you see it in the movie oh like, oh, wow they so they don't yeah, so don't, so no they don't call you back like listen uh miss mcneil you you know we we like you but we didn't you know we no. couldn't uh-uh. oh so it's just like listen no. you see the the role that you auditioned for on tv at the time and it's just like well fuck like i know i did right. better than that person but y'all went with the hotter commodity type of thing that's you know yeah. what that's god damn it that's the industry and it's such bs <laughs> but you know what it's you know i but feel you know like what? when you get a role i mean when i get a role or when the other person gets a role uh-huh. the person that is someone else in your shoes so there's someone else who auditioned for that same role too okay. who didn't get it who's watching you like i know i'm better than her i know i you know or either like for a lot of for a lot of reasons like i don't I don't think that I'm better than anyone else because everyone's different. Like their acting abilities, their skills, their the way they look, everything is different. Like just like humans, we're all different. So that's basically what actors are. So we bring something different to the character. I, you and I both could audition for the same character, have the same background of the character, the breakdown, and still do it totally different because you're still going to bring a little bit of you in that character. So yeah. with that in mind, like, yeah, so someone else is going to watch me and be like, I could have did that. Like, you know what I mean? Or <laughs> most of the time I'm like, oh, I get it. Like when I watch things and I'm like, oh, I get it. I, I see why they picked her because, you know, she did it this way or, you know, right. and I see and you tweak how you did it. But you never know behind the scenes. Like it could be the casting director talking to the director and it, the casting director could have liked you, but the director liked her. And then the director will pick her. He has he has the last he, say at the end of the battle. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it could have been a battle back and forth between, you know, it could have been very tight, and they might have just 
picked her because you know she has a look or whatever but you can't get I tried in the beginning when my like I said when my husband used to be there when I used to be upset I used to get so upset <laughs> so no rightfully so, so though because you it. you know you work hard for like, something <laughs> right so then it's like then after a while like now because I'm more about just enjoying life now so I just do the audition and I completely let it go. When we're in class, they tell you that, like, do the audition, let it go, blah, blah, blah. But that's hard. That's easier said than done. Right. But I, I feel like in my career, I've gotten to the point now where I'm just like, OK, I'm going to do this audition and I'm going to let it go. I, and I really do let it go. And if it's meant for me, it'll be for me. That's how I look at that's, it. That is absolutely true. And um. I, f- I feel like, wait, wait, wait. So just so there's no confusion, can you please let the people know like which part of Philly? Because I swear to God, I, I hate to say this, but I almost forgot my damn self. But <laughs> like we need to know which part of because I feel like I feel like I remember what part what part of Philly you're from. But I don't want to say the wrong thing and piss you off during this interview. But no, it's like, I won't get pissed, but I want to hear what you think. What, is what you is think? it was it was it South Philly? It is. Oh, wait, where where was it? Because I I lived in South Philly for seven years of my life. I did. All right. So I live in the Point Breeze area. Oh, my God. So you no wonder you played Vanessa in Halloween Kills because you listen. (laughs) No, because Point Breeze. Listen, I got a homie. I'm not going to put his name out there. Um, You know who you are if you tune into the Tutor Reviews podcast, sir. But. I've got a homie that lives out in Point Breeze, and I remember when we were kids growing up. I, like I said, I lived in South Philly seven years of my life, and um, I remember we couldn't even ride bikes to Point Breeze. Like our parents were like, "Nope, you got to cut it off when you get there." And I even know right now, like my homie was like, "Yeah, I got a crib down Point Breeze. You can bring your daughter down." And I'm like, "No, I will not do that because <laughs> they they still get it in." But I lived um. I lived like literally right around the corner from 16th and Wharton. So we're not, oh, you know, okay. so that, yeah, like you went to Barrett, yeah, Barrett. Right. I swear to yeah. God, I was right across the street. I lived on Mole Street, the little small block right okay, across from Barrett. Right yeah, block. no, yeah, no yeah. lie. Good shit. Good shit. Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. I was right. I yeah. was right. But yeah, uh, Batten's was right there. And, you know, God rest his soul. Mike's Chinese store was right across the street. But yeah, 16th. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, so. You're definitely hard. Okay, that'll I'm I'm a wait because the fact that you grew up around Point Breeze definitely reflects on a question I'm going to ask you later on in the episode. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you um uh as far as the acting goes, like were there like what were the driving forces growing up in Philly as far as you wanting to be an actress? Like was there a specific person like place or thing that like really inspired you like listen i found my calling this is my drive this is what i want to do for the rest of my life this is what i'm passionate about like what what really like enforced you to like really embark on this journey of being an actress in you know in the industry Mm -hmm. i wish i could say that there was something that influenced me or someone that influenced me but it wasn't like that it was really just based off of me being the only child like oh wow okay Mm-hmm. So my mom and I were like best friends. So when you, if you saw her, you saw me. So a lot of times I would be by myself with no brother or sister or cousin or friend. So I'd be in my room and I listen to music all the time. I would put on skits by myself all the time. Like I've always loved Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. and like that 
that's where I wanted to be. Like I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live. And still <laughs> right. to this day, like I want to be on Saturday Night Live. Like I love Saturday Night Live. So um I've always like tried to do my own skits like by myself, like set it up and that's um, awesome. I used to do like the re- the request line on the radio, so I would play like a, a a song on my tape deck, record it on the other side while I'm while I'm saying, <laughs> saying oh that was BBD. Like you know like <laughs> Right. <laughs> you had to you had to get creative. Like as the only child you had to get I swear, creative. I swear there was a girlfriend that I had. She's on my Instagram too, so she'll probably see this. And I used to literally call her and have her uh request a song on my radio station and while I record her <laughs> on the tape deck and then I'll play it back and be like, What would you like to hear? Oh, you would. All right, let's put that on. Like <laughs> So I've always been <laughs> pretending, acting, all of that. And I've always had the personality and the gift of gab. So that's always been there. That's just in me. Um, but I will say this, like, and this is this might get a little personal, but... No, I, so, that's okay. Feel this feel free. This this is a safe place on, on the Twitter. This is a safe place. Trust me. Mm-hmm. I remember, and this is the honest to God truth. My dad was not in my life like that, right? Mm-hmm. At all, really. So I used to, I remember saying like, I wanted to be on TV so he could see me like, so he can see me and he can see that I still like, cause I felt like even if I went to college or if I did anything like that, like he wouldn't know, you know what I mean? Like he, right. if he wasn't in my life like that, he wouldn't know mm-hmm. what I was doing. Like, he, you know, and I used to always say like, when I get on TV, like he'll see me and he'll know. And then my mom and I will be rich and you know, he'll, he'll think about it like not being in my life then like it'll give him some type of regret or whatever and now we still don't talk but now that i'm on the big screen and the tv i like i don't even think about that you know why because i'm so freaking happy in my life and being an actress or being in this movie doesn't define me i've i've went to college i've i've raised my kids you know my kids are we're still raising our kids i've had i have a healthy marriage these are the things that he didn't see so it doesn't matter about the acting now but i'm just glad that i got into it but that's the reason why i I wanted my dad to see me on tv crazy but i i feel like um you know like and and this is not i don't know if my pop is going to listen my pop just recently watched halloween kills so he might listen to this interview and pop this is not to dish you why do you look just like your dad too (laughs) (laughs) listen (laughs) listen we've got Listen, you have to blame God. Listen, God rest my grandmother's soul. You have to blame her because if you see my grandmother's side of the family, my dad, all his siblings, are my my cousins and stuff, so on and so forth. We have really strong fucking genes, and it's very scary. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like even my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, looks like a little bit of that side of the family. But it's like you know, I say that to oh, say yeah. this. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to talk bad about him, but he wasn't really consistent when I was a child either. But I like what you just said right there. Um, it kind of struck a nerve because you're you said that you wanted to make it. So it's just like, listen, I'm going to be on the big screen. But now that you said you're there and, you know, you're getting all this acclaim and you're climbing the, you know, the uh, the the mainstream entertainment ladder. I feel like that is. That's got to be such a refreshing feeling that you've just brushed it off your shoulders and you're like, listen, I don't even care anymore. You know, 
I'm good. I'm I'm in a good mental space. My family's in a good mental space. Yeah. My career's in a good mental space. To the point where you don't even worry about that type of stuff anymore. I think that's I think that's so amazing because I love seeing people, you know, especially like um, you know, like actors or actresses in your case. I, I feel like that's amazing because it's it's always good to see growth. You know, you don't want to see somebody just like carrying around a weight on their shoulders and just wearing it on their sleeve in such an obvious sense, but for you to come out and say that on, you know, on this show is just, I, I feel like it's amazing, but I feel like it's a testament of your growth to be able to, you know, to come out and, and say that type of thing. So, I, I mean, would you, this is actually a segue into my next question. So, would you call that, like, an inspiration to, like, how far you've gotten in your career? Like, you know, as far as, like, okay, I'm not worried about if y'all see me or not. I'm worried about where I'm going right now. Would you use the people that didn't? you know, care to, you know, be there or support, do you use that as like a, you know, use that as motivation to keep you going? Right. Um, No, not really. It's weird because you would think that that's how it happens, right? That's what you, like, look at all the haters seeing me now. Yeah, that's that's what what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not, I, I, okay, I would say this, and this is probably the reason why, I think that the whole dad thing was like the little girl who always wanted her dad. Okay, right. Like I've always wanted my dad in my life. Mm-hmm. Always. Racially so. it just so. didn't work out that way, and that's okay. So that part was that. But the part about, I just feel like with, with my mom, we were so close. And when I lost her, um, it was just like nothing else kind of mattered that much anymore right. because I lost the most important person in my life. Absolutely. So anybody else that I lost around that time or did, after that time, didn't like, matter. It's like, okay. Yeah. Right. It was like, you were supposed to not be in my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But my mom, like that was just, that just changed everything for me. It changed my perspective on life. It changed everything. So when my mom died, like even up to my, before my mom died, like I still wanted my dad, like in mm. my life. And when my mom died, it was just like, okay, like that's, you know, it's, it wasn't meant to be for him to be in my life because yeah. that was the time for him to, you know, come around. It wasn't like I was a little kid. I was grown when she died. So it was like, you know, he still could have, you know, whatever, but it didn't happen that way. So it was just like, all right, so I'll make do. Like, and I just, I I try not to hate on people because I feel like if, if I, if I take that same energy, then that comes into my aura and then what i manifest will be nothing like absolutely so i try to treat people positively and i really try to put out positive energy now because i've learned myself like i kind of know who i am more than i did before and with that i can navigate through my life and be more positive and because that's i'm not just doing it just because i think that that's what i'm supposed to do i'm doing it because that's who i am so that's and and that motivates me to be better. The more positive energy I put out, hopefully the more positive things are coming to my life. So I try not to think about the haters and stuff because if they're hating on me, then they can't move forward, right? And, and that's absolutely right. And uh, you so know, and that's pray, how I think about it. And prayers like, up and uh, rest in no peace. There's no reason to hate on me. I don't. I don't even give people a reason to hate on me. Like, yeah, well, I I need to take a note out of uh out of I need to take a page out of your notebook because. I really need to take a page out of your notebook because it's just like, you know, I, I think I focus too much on that because I, you know, I'm, I overthink everything. 
So for you to sit up there and say, you know, you can't really worry about, hey, like that's that's actually like motivation that's inspiring me. And also I wanted to say, like, you know, prayers up, rest in peace, shout out to your mom. Uh, you know, Thank your you. your your Thank best you. friend, your biggest supporter, that is amazing. I'm pretty sure she is proud of all the work you have done. But so we don't, you know, harp Thank on that you. and get too too emotional. Um, speaking of, you know, what inspires you, you know, you just said the haters don't inspire you, all that other type of stuff. Were there any, um, were there any on-screen inspirations for you as far as actresses go? Like, was there an actress that you saw, like, maybe when you were a kid or teenager or young adult or even, you know, today Uh before you booked even your biggest roles? Like, was there an actress or maybe an actor even that, you know, kind of like inspired you? Like, you know what? I can do that mm-hmm. right there. You know, like, was there was there, like, a really big inspiration to get you, like, into the game and, you know, get your head right type of thing? So I said this um, on another interview, but it's the honest to God truth. It might sound a little unorthodox because she's not just an actress. She's mm-hmm. a singer. She's an entertainer. She's a wife. She's a, she was a wife. She was a mother. But it's Donna Ross. Oh, my so God. when I first saw Lady Sings the Blues... Like, I was like, she is so freaking pretty. That's like, awesome, she though. She was just, like, you know how you've seen her in Motown when we were growing up? Like, you see her on the, you know, the Motown 25th and all this other stuff. And you see <laughs> yeah. all of that, and you're just like, that's her. She's cool. But when you see her on, on a movie, like, she was able to transition from that and just be, like, a great actress. The chemistry that her and Billy, Billy D. Williams had was, like, amazing. Like, I just wanted that. Like, Anytime an actress, a actor or actress makes you forget who they are, that's how you know that's great acting. Absolutely. Like, she she was Diana Ross, but when she was Billie Holiday, she was Billie Holiday. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. she, he was Billy D. Williams, but when he was with her and that and Mahogany and the other one, like, he was that character. It could have been easy for them to play the same thing twice, because they literally was together as yeah. a couple twice. But the depth and the just just how good she was and and i will say this the person who reminds me so much of that right now that inspires me and it's going to sound weird again come on with it like a famous actress come come on with it come on now come on with it lady gaga oh really (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. really the same thing like i loved her when she first came out with just dance i loved lady gaga's style i loved all that about her and i just thought she was just a great singer entertainer like she can sing her behind off or whatever you know but then when i saw her acting i'm like god damn like this girl is good <laughs> i f- i feel like Man, I, the star is born, was so good i feel like i and i'm you know a lot of people might come for me for this because you know i get a lot of i get a lot of shit for not seeing certain things and seeing certain roles in movies I have not seen, I don't think I've seen Lady Gaga act. I know she was in a, a I think, what's that movie uh, with Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born or something like that? Mm-hmm. And right, um, right, I, right. Know, I know she was in American Horror Story. I have not seen either. And a lot of people are like, what? Oh, okay. You're supposed to be a movie buff and you haven't seen, but it, I hear that her acting is really, really good. So, I, I mean, I'll, I'll get around to it eventually, but that's... Well, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you. <laughs> That's that's Take awesome though. Some time out of your day and watch A Star Is Born. I promise you. And with A Star Is Born, and that came out the same time as Halloween, two thousand eighteen. Did it really? I remember seeing both of them. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing both of them in the movies. Oh yeah. wait, so hold up. Yeah, so you went. So you went to the theater to see the movie you were in, and was you do a double feature? And you were like, wait, I want to see if these Did people I? are in. I want to see if these Did people I? recognize I mean, me in the theater. 
Oh my god, but that's dope. But that's awesome though. It's like I would do that. I would sit in the back of the theater like, wait, I want to see if these people recognize me in this movie. And if they do, I would just tap them like, yo, that movie was scary, wasn't it? And they'd be like, oh, my God, you were in Halloween. <laughs> That's awesome, no, my man. My husband, when we first saw it together, it was all four of us. It was like my two children and my husband. And when it was over and we watched the credits come down, this is 2018. My husband, it was a lady that was by herself. It was like an older lady came to the movies by herself. Uh-huh. Clearly don't want to be bothered. Here you go. That's my wife. My wife was the one that had on the nurse outfit that went to the car. I'm like, look at that damn lady alone. Yo, I, but, but listen. You can't see me in, get into the car and you can't see me in a dark movie theater. Leave that lady alone. No, no. Shout out to your hubby because he's supposed to be your biggest oh, no, cheerleader. He's proud. Yeah, he yes, he, he, he is. He is. He is supposed to be your biggest cheerleader. Shout out to your hubby because I probably would have done the same thing. Like, yo, you know she was, right? I, but listen, I, I'm going to get to this, though. But I can understand why he was hyped because you, your character and Michael Smallwood's character, y'all were, even though it was, like, very brief, um, the encounter was brief, y'all, and like I said, I'll get to this in a little bit, but y'all were a part mm-hmm. of probably one of the best sequences of halloween 2018 that tracking shot was amazing and something told me that when y'all like not just not him because he was just like yeah the keys were in my pocket the whole time and you were like did rebecca give you directions you know the way you looked at michael myers something i'm not gonna say i knew you were coming back but it was like that wasn't for no reason because a lot of movies they don't bring back you know, like, quote-unquote, side characters nowadays. It's just like a one-off type of thing. Halloween movies have done that uh, for, for from the beginning of time of Halloween history. But for you guys to both come back, I feel like that was something, like, really amazing. Um, but to, to, you know, get sidetracked again for a second, um, were there, like, as far as your early auditions go, were there any like are th- are there any um you know like standout moments like were there auditions that were just really bad or auditions that were really good that you walked out of like I know I nailed that I know I I know I bodied it you know what I'm saying like wh- like on the flip on the double side of that coin how, like how were is was there any auditions basically that stood out to you good or bad it doesn't matter you don't have to share both but. So there's there's a there's a system that we have that we use. Um, it's a website and it keeps like all of our auditions that we've done. If you do it on that platform, if you send them into the to the casting director on that platform. So there's from the moment I started, my first audition is on that is on that platform all the way up until um, my last audition I did yesterday. Oh so, wow! Like they're they're all on there. That if, if you do it underneath that platform. So when I go back and I watch, I mean my husband and I used to have, like, arguments, like, because I do self-tapes at home. Like, a lot of us in the, in, in the Southeast area, we do self-tapes uh-huh. where we record ourselves and then we send it in to the casting director. And that, that's how they uh, either either call you back for a callback or they just book you right from there because they right. don't have much time to book. So um, we tried to, like, set up the whole thing at the house. So we had, like, a, a blue background and... We was using my DSLR camera that I barely use. He had just bought it for me for Mother's Day. So it was like we were just like just willy nilly doing whatever. And it looked like it. Like those auditions. <laughs> Jesus. Those auditions looked like we didn't know what we were doing. But we are we have come so far. And we used to fuss at each other too. Like we used to, <laughs> 
Sometimes we were recorded and you wouldn't hear any audio because the microphone didn't turn on because we had like an external mic. And then sometimes we were recorded and I would take the SD uh, the SD stick and then put it inside of my <laughs> laptop and it would be nothing in it. So like, so I'd be stressed out like at four in the morning up all night trying to edit a video to send to the casting director. So that was like a whole nightmare. So all of those mm-hmm. was just horrible. All of those. They were horrible. Uh, so <laughs> we have come a long way. One day, I swear, I think I'm gonna put up my my. Well, my very first audition was taped at the school, so that wasn't really something that we had jacked up. So that was pretty good. But the ones that we jacked up, like I, the lighting is bad. Like you can't hardly see me. It's just the sound is off. It's just mm-hmm. bad. Like it's really bad. Humble, humble so beginnings. We've come a long way. Yeah, humble beginnings. Yeah, That's yes, all. We've come a long way. That's but that's humble yeah. beginnings. I, I feel like that's awesome because I, I feel like even actress like actresses like maybe uh, the first person that comes to mind is like Viola Davis or the first actor that comes to mind is Denzel Washington. I feel like they mm-hmm. didn't start off as the most amazing actors in the world. You know, they probably had auditions mm-hmm. they bombed and auditions they weren't proud of. And I'm all about like humble beginnings. Like even for me, mm-hmm. like personally, like with the podcast, like I, I still can't go back and listen to my first episode because I know that I was just shitting bricks that entire time. So I know that gradually you're supposed to like, you know, you're supposed to get better at your passion and stuff like that. So I feel like that's real, you know, that's, that, that is a humble thing because you do have a lot of actors. You got a lot of, you know, I'm not saying no names, but you got a lot of mainstream independent and, uh, you know, like Hollywood actors and actresses that be like, man, I've been a, I've been the shit since the beginning of time. And, you know, they're not humble yeah. at all. But I feel like that I feel like that's, you know, since, uh, you know, since I found out you were from Philly and I was like, oh, my God, Carmela McNeil, she's from Philly. And she she was the girl that was in Halloween 2018 and she's coming back for Halloween Kills. Like, I feel like you've been the same humble person from from that moment on you know since i asked you you know can i interview you on the podcast and you were like listen let's just wait until the movie comes out let's let's wait until this smoke clears and stuff like that and then i got you and that was also um if i can get sidetracked for a second before we get into the next question that is that is also something that uh will always stand out to me that is so awesome of you to just interact and i remember there was one day i was just sitting in the crib minding my business and you you got back to me and you were like, listen, I didn't forget about you. You know, you from the same place I'm from. I didn't forget about you, you know, jumping on the podcast with you. But let's just wait a while. And, and I, I remember telling my cousin, uh, shout out to M. Right. I know he's he's actually excited that I'm interviewing you uh, because he was like, wait, that girl no. from Halloween Kills is is from the crib. Like she's from Philly. I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, yes, she is. But I remember he, I remember telling him, I was like, yo, like she really got back to me like she's a real human being. She got back to me and told me. She didn't forget about me and she doesn't forget about her day ones. But I feel like you we we live in an era where people are just so like self-entitled and just so cocky about, you know, the the, the mm-hmm. art and the craft of what they do that they forget about the mm-hmm. people. You know, they I, I hate to say it, uh, but the little people, you know, I know hopefully nobody gets offended when I say this to the reviewers. But y'all know what I mean by the little people. Uh, I, I feel like is is such a again, it's a great testament to 
who you are in your career that you you interact with all the fans and stuff like that. You know, as much as you can, you respond to messages. Yeah. Yeah, You respond to comments and you don't have a lot of people like that. And I feel like that is that's so amazing because it lets people know, you know, you're not a drone. You're not just a Hollywood puppet. You're an actual human being, you know, that that enjoys Mm -hmm. what you do and you enjoy the fact that people in, you know, enjoy what you do as well. So that right. is um, are interested in what I do. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's, that's huge. Yeah, that 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 mm-hmm. is amazing. That is amazing. So um, so I gotta ask you now. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But when I went on, because I had to go on IMDb, don't judge my life. Um, I see that Rectify was the first show that was uh under your credits. Was that the first role you had gotten on screen, or was that the first like? mainstream thing you've gotten did you do like independent prior to that or was that like the first okay i'm here now and i need to submit myself in Mm -hmm. the game type of thing oh it was okay right it was it was like it was the no you know what was it i think i booked that and probably the first fatal attraction around the same time i had a small role in fatal attraction but rectify was my first big like uh big booking through my agent so yeah so that was like huge for me it had like um one line and then they uh narrowed that down to okay (laughs) (laughs) they said all right listen you all right that's enough (laughs) they said all right that's enough we got we got some other lines to get up in here (laughs) damn you know what when I did it, I did the line. When I did, when I was on set, I did the line. Uh-huh. And then when they filmed it and re- and they edited it and they and we watched it on TV because you don't watch, you don't get anything ahead of time. You watch it when it airs. Oh, when it airs, okay. When it aired, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when it aired, my my daughter, my son, my husband, and I were watching it, and I was like, "Here I come, here I come." <laughs> and they they even they had a little, I had a walk that I walked all the way down the thing, and I was all excited about the walk because the camera's just on me. I'm like, at least I might not, I might say one line, but I got that walk though. So I had a walk, and I'm walking in the whole top uniform or whatever, and then um, I was supposed to say something to the to they cut a whole part of me saying something to the sheriff, and then. When we go into the room, he was like, okay, brother. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was about to say, because, yeah, you played, de- you, you played Deputy Retta. You played, yeah, you played Deputy Retta on, on Rectify. Right. So, damn. So they, they cut your shit down. Yeah, I was excited. Listen. Um, oh, that's not, that, listen, they, that happens. Like, I had a whole thing in, in being Mary Jane and. Which I which I do which I do have which I do have in my questions which we will I definitely got that in my questions it's not really Mm -hmm. intricate but first of all um let me tell y'all something Uh, if the producers or whatever from Rectify don't ever do that again all right listen Philly we work hard don't cut her fucking lines all right I don't know if y'all gonna listen to this I might tag I'm gonna go on IMDb and tag the producers don't do that because we work hard. I like them. I like them. You know what? Okay. All right. Cool. Well, I I strike that last comment. Strike that last comment from the episode. Because she likes them. And I don't want to fuck up. Yeah, they were very good to me. They gave me my first shot. But that's that's cool, though. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, the actual actual creator, producer, um, he said to me, he had a talk with me, and he he told me that 
because on my on my resume at the time, I told you I came from theater, so it was all theater on my on my resume. So theater acting. He had a theater background. Mm-hmm. Oh my and god, I did not background. know. I feel like my whole and that was how. I feel like my whole questionnaire just got sidetracked because I did not know. That is something I should have did my research on. I did not know you came from theater acting. That is amazing. Oh, I did. Society Hill Playhouse. It used oh. to be at 8th, 8th Street in between um, Lombard and South. South Street, yeah. My, charter, I, my, charter, school, my charter school was on Lombard and South. Yeah. Oh, really? WCCS, oh, wow. yeah. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, my, okay. that was my school. Yeah, right next to uh, they changed the the club. It was right next to a club, but they changed the club name to Azor. The clinic was right down the block. You know, it was right off of Broadway. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, we we're we're like closer than than we think, man. I love it. People, I make everyone it come full circle. Close. That's what I'm saying. Like even though we go through our stuff there, everyone it seems like there's a connection, some kind of way with somebody in Philly. And like, I know that in South Philly, and especially in Point Breeze, we all know each other. But like even when you meet someone and you're not you're both not in Philly anymore. Like you're just instantly connected. So yeah. like, yeah, I it's see a, people. It's a Philly small city, here, so. small city and small world. I, I swear I did not. I really wish I would have did my research better and known that you came from theater. Act- my next question, I kid you not was, um, did, do you prefer like dramatic acting or thriller acting? But I, had I known you came from a theater background because that was actually something I was thinking about in my head because I'm like, wait, has she done theater? I don't think so. So I'll just compare it to, you know, TV acting and, you know, big screen theatrical acting. But I feel like I'm so glad you said that and mentioned that because theater acting and me and my uncle, shout out to uncle Drizzy. uh, I, I, I always, me and him always talk about it. And I tell him, I feel like theater actors and theater acting in general, I feel like that's big boy shit because it's almost like live music. Because if you mess up a line, you have to have a certain camaraderie with those people on the stage that maybe, okay, let's say me and you are on stage performing lines together. If I fuck up a line, then we have to, maybe we hang out outside of work. So maybe we have a camaraderie where if I mess up a line, you can pick up the slack and you can improv something and we can bounce right back into it. I feel like theater mm-hmm. is the most, I feel like it's the the hardest form of acting, honestly, because TV acting, you can say cut, movie, theatrical acting, you can say cut, but theater acting, it's like you're right there in front of everybody's face. So would you, I mean, would you say, like, what what would you prefer out of those three and what would you say is the hardest one to do out of those three? I, I would say the theater, huh, theater is not hard, it's just you have to know, you have to know exactly what you're in for, like, so you know that you're going out to a crowd that may have laughed at you the day before, the night before when you had a performance on this particular line, and now you go out there and you're waiting for that laugh on that line, and it doesn't happen, so... Like you and you can't like live in that and mess up the next part of your of your um, performance because you were so busy waiting on them to laugh or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I will say that the reason why I'm so good at improv, which I think I am, is because of my theater background. Because there's times like there was a time where I did a performance and my skirt was. The dress was up in my pantyhose, like so. Oh, still going Lord. back from that, like so. And we turned around, and it was like all, <laughs> all, all my butt was out. So that's it. That's that. And then there was one time 
uh, we were on stage and we went to go. There was a song that was supposed to play. Now, we're not playing a song on an actual tape deck, but we have to act like we're pushing the buttons because everything has to be real big, you know, in theater so everyone can see it. So we're acting like we're pushing the button and the music never played. So we had to improv there, like, say, like, what's going on with the music? Like, you know, like, what, you know, until things get right. So the, you have to be spontaneous. That's why I've always wanted to do, like, SNL because I always felt like I was good at just being, Oh, wow. I've never worried about being in front of a crowd. I've never worried about coming out on the stage. I've never... I've never been nervous, so I oh just my like God. I, can, I can do that. Well, listen, please. Now, on set, I was nervous, but that is, it seemed like. Wait, you were nervous? nervous? You weren't nervous in front of a crowd, crowd right? but you were nervous on set. How does that? How does that work? How does that work? Because, <laughs> because I would be the complete sex. opposite. Like I wish I really would shit bricks in front of an audience. Like I can't do. Like that's one of the reasons I don't have a YouTube channel yet is because I feel I feel so comfortable. Like not to say I can't get out of my comfort zone, but I feel comfortable mm-hmm. letting people hear my voice. Like I'm I'm very conscious about how people see me and how I present myself like as far as like doing, mm-hmm. you know, movie stuff and and episodes and stuff like that. But you like that is god damn, that is that's really like heavy. You could tell you come from a theater background because you're just like you're brushing it off like it's nothing. Like yeah, I ain't I ain't afraid to be around nobody. But on the set where we could call cut, you know, whatever. Like I'm scared. I'm scared. No, that was that was a little that was a little nerve wracking. I think the set was more because um, you have like a concentrated amount of people just doing their thing, and then when they do their thing because they're really good at it. So when they do their thing, they're expecting you to be good at what you do, too, because yeah. everyone on that set know, has a duty and everyone knows what they're supposed to do. Yeah. So it's like, OK, we got the lighting, we got the scene set up, we changed everything around. Now it's your turn and everybody's watching. So there's like 12 like, okay, or 12 or 15 our- crew members around you like. Oh, like it was just, way more than that. Yeah, just, oh god damn. Yeah, I thought it was village. I thought it was like 12 or 15. You said it's way more. Than oh, that. heck no. God no. damn. I'm thinking like oh, I'm no, I'm thinking yeah. the bare minimum. I have there I, are departments. There are departments that are there, like lighting department. Like like lighting, makeup department. department. Like there's a whole yeah. bunch of people. Script yes, script yes, supervisors yes. and stuff like that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Damn. Yes. That's oh my yes. god. The producers, the producers is there who put money into what you're doing. Um the David is a producer, so his money is in there too. So <laughs> <laughs> and, right. So you're like, I'm not trying to mess up any of this for anyone. Like, right. and I want them to know that they made the right decision. So yeah, that, I think that's why I was more nervous on that one. Plus, it was a it was a larger role. It was time for me to show that I can really act because it gave me it gave my character a backstory almost. Like it gave for me like I developed the backstory. I developed like. I can really create who Vanessa was. Absolutely. And it's hard to do that with with a co-star role, with a one line. It's hard to do that, you know? So I was happy to to give her some depth. That's why I kept saying uh, when we were in the pandemic that I can't wait for you guys to see Vanessa. I can't wait for you guys to I know. And I, I knew she was like something, yeah. And I, you know what? I'm not just blowing smoke here. I'm not trying to blow up the spot, but I feel like and you know, I'll probably say this again once we wrap this up, but I feel like Nurse Vanessa is one of those characters in the Halloween series that people are going to remember because I remember you specifically telling me, um, I remember I DM'd you after <laughs> after they dropped the Halloween Kills final trailer, or it was, a, I think it was the second trailer, and I was like, I know I don't see what I think I see in that trailer. And you were like, listen, <laughs> you stopped me. And you were like, listen, 
I'm telling you, Vanessa's going to be a memorable character. Just wait and see. I'm not saying nothing. Just wait and see what happens. And then I remember watching the movie and I remember cheering at some point. But then like, listen, we'll get to it. But I I love that you look at it like, okay, this is like I'm coming back. Y'all gave me an opportunity to come back. Okay, let me put some oomph into it. Let me give it all I got so that I can be remembered as a character in a Halloween movie. And I think that's so dope because I'm not going to lie. Uh, this is no diss because Halloween, the series, Michael Myers is my favorite slasher. It's my favorite Halloween series or it's my favorite uh, slasher series. But I feel like there's a lot of characters that come and go in that series, you know, whether they live or whether they die. There's a lot of fucking characters in that series that it's just like, OK, we don't even we barely even remember them unless we do like a frame by frame, you know, a look back on the movie. But I feel like as far as Halloween kills, there are so many memorable characters and your character is one of them that that's going to go down in uh, in Halloween history. So I really appreciate that you you came back and you really wanted to bring it and you wanted to have like a memorable scene. And, you know, we'll get to it, people. I'm not going to say spoiler alert because y'all already know what it is at this point if y'all are tuning in. But we're, we're going to get to that scene, people. So, I mean, to shift gears again, which I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep doing. That's my... That's my OCD and ADD right now. But so with that being said, do you prefer like horror thriller roles or would you prefer like dramatic roles? What's your like preference? Do you have one or are you just like, you know, multi hyphen? Yeah. okay. so you're like multi hyphen. You're like, listen, I'll do whatever I do. Like, (laughs) (laughs) right. Yeah. So, okay. So but that's that's the fact that I can do those things like it's it's it's. That's, you know, I'm ready to use it because I have that in my arsenal. Like, I really can do comedy and I really can do drama and I really can do uh, action and I really can do those things. I mean, and I feel like in a way, Vanessa kind of gives you a little glimpse into what I can do. And each I mean, she was mad. She was upset. She was scared. She was crying. She was. Yes, she was. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better introductory role. I mean, I know 2018 was my was my actual first movie role, but to come back and and be Vanessa with <laughs> with just the development of, of that character was just a, it was fun to do. So, and I will say that when you said that there are some throwaway characters usually, and and most slasher films, right? Like we see like the person, and we like, mm, yeah, we know you. Love yeah, you know. exactly. And we don't know much yep. about you because there's no point in developing it because yep. you're gonna go. A but lot, a lot a of writers and directors believe, don't do that. Right, and I believe that's a testament to David Gordon Green, uh, Scott Teams, and Danny McBride, the writers of Halloween Kills, and mm-hmm. even the, the um, uh, when when they did 2018, uh, Fradley was with them. Um, so that was even that was even good. Like they they work together a lot, so they know what each what each other needs and. They know they're very big on character development. You can tell in their scripts because there's a lot of things that were taken out of the movie, which I'm sure they had to be for time, that were really developing a backstory on the, on the characters. And I know yeah. mm-hmm. it's, there's a little frustration with that because uh, you didn't hear it about Marion and Lindsay and them, but it, it was actually in there. So hopefully that they'll show some of that later. Oh, like, was it know, really? Like there's more mm-hmm. to. Oh, like wow. Little, there was like a little. Yeah, it was more like a little, little more. Like it gave you 
more than they just come there every year and why they come there every year. It was like oh, a little, okay. know, little, banter, little, little stuff back and forth, but uh, hopefully they'll put that in. But I, I say that to say that I know that it seems like there's chunks in the, in the in the movie and things that can't that seem like they have an explanation or, or didn't have an explanation. It's actually it was in the script and it was it was there and things change, you know, when it gets moved into different hands. And I guess I'm not um, my pay grade is not up there, but um, that's how <laughs> that's what I think. So, yeah, the characters, they definitely come from um, the writers and that's just how good they are. So, yeah, so they wrote Vanessa and I just brought it to life. That's all I did. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because you you were spot on with saying that because your character given the scenes that Vanessa has in Halloween kills I feel like you do get to you do get to display a lot you get to you know and and I said this like listen I I I did not I have to admit don't be mad at me I did not go to the theater because I was like wait I got Peacock I want to watch it at home I want to have my drinks my snacks whatever I need, because I don't want anybody to ruin this theater experience for me. You know, we, where I'm, you know, we from Philly where, you know, you go to the Pearl or the bridge or whatever, people will fuck up your theater experience. I've had it happen. And, and I feel like I wanted to watch it at home, but when I watched it, first of all, after the opening credit sequence, it opens with your character and Michael Smallwood's character, Marcus in the bar. And I feel like when I watched it, I was like, she's adding like i felt like you were adding now this could just be me correct me if i'm wrong i feel like you were adding like little philly isms to 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 the role because there's a moment where <laughs> there's a moment where you know uh you know tommy and Lindsay and marion are behind y'all and they're like slamming you know shit down they're pouring champagne and beer and you kind of look back <laughs> like and then you look at Mark, you know, you look at Michael Smallwood's character. You're looking like, but but you're telling him like, yo, like you gonna do something? Like you're looking at him like the concerned wife, and he's just like, hey, hey, hey. And when he calms everybody down, you're not even impressed by it. You're not paying attention. You're just sitting there with your chin and you know, with your with your hand in your chin. And he's like, listen, I'm gonna go get some drinks. You relax, and you're like, okay. And it's like, listen, all right, but don't be surprised if I fuck somebody up by the time you get back here. And I'm like. <laughs> And I'm telling myself, I'm like, listen, that is Philly all day. Like, I swear to God, there are certain facial expressions and mannerisms, even when even (laughs) the smallest things. I don't know if I'm just reading into this. And like I said, I'm not blowing smoke when y'all are leaving out, you know, when y'all get the news report and when y'all are walking to the car and you're just like, baby, we got to go. And he's like, yo, I left my stethoscope and he throws you the keys and you're just like, like you suck your teeth and catch the keys in the air. I'm just like, yo. Like that's how like if you're not from Philly, you don't understand how Philly women like how their how their demeanor is. You know what I'm saying? And then right. when please say that. Yes, that and so then true. and then when he when you're telling him, you're like, you're pushing him like baby, baby, like Michael Myers in the car, go look. And he's like, hell no. And then you you push him one more time, like, what's wrong with you? And then you go running back right. towards the bar. I'm just like, yo, she is injecting Phillyisms into this role. Like, I don't care what nobody says. I was ready to argue anybody and their mom down. I'm like, listen. That girl is not only an actress, but she's from Philly and she's injecting it into this role. I don't care what nobody say. And I feel like it's like that that role. I'm glad you got to have so many like layers in in the role that they gave you, because you do Mm -hmm. see we do see you scared. We do see you tough. We see you badass up until the last moments, which which we will get Mm -hmm. into. Um, we'll talk about it. Yeah, but really quickly, uh, if if we can jump back really quickly, uh, to Halloween twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. how did you 
how did you know that you landed that role? Like, how did you find out that you landed, you know, one of the biggest cameos in Halloween 2018? Well, it was a, it was a while after I did, I did the audition and I had a call back and I had to go to Charleston. So it's not an extra role. And people say it was an extra because it was small, uh-huh. but it was what we call like a day player role or a walk on role, meaning right. that we have booked the role. We auditioned for the role. We booked the role. Um, and we're, so we're not extras. We are part of the cast. Like that's why you see our names in the in the in at the end at the credits. Mm-hmm. Um, so people kept saying at, when it came later that I was an extra. We were, we weren't extras. We were actually <laughs> booked for the role. So and we worked hard to get those. Roles. Yeah, it's it's but anyway, good. But yeah, you know so, what? It's good to take pride in that. You take pride in that. Like, listen, we ain't no fucking extras. Like y'all, we not just right? no throw. Yeah, we not no throwaway. <laughs> Right, yeah, we not no throwaway characters out here. Right, yeah, so that was huge for me. So I got the call in December. I think it was about December the 5th. Mm -hmm. My uh, agent had called me, and I I did the call back on October the 1st. Mm -hmm. So there was a long time in between them where I didn't hear anything. But for some reason, like, I, I, I stayed up the night before I got the call. Like, I stayed up that night, which I, I barely sleep anyway, but I stayed up that night. And oh I remember goodness. trying to research it to see what happened. Because by this time, when I first auditioned, I didn't know it was Halloween. But by this oh, time, wow. I knew it was Halloween. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. They had a they had a different name for it. It was like a code name. How like we had Oh, right. No, they they do that. They, they've, all, they've done that mm-hmm. for, like, the Halloween movies and the Friday the 13th movies over the years because they don't want to really blow up the spot on, on the production and right. stuff like that. So, yeah, understood. Exactly. Understood. Yep. yep. So, so I had no idea when I auditioned, which was good for me because I probably would have been <laughs> hella nervous. So, <laughs> and probably would not have done that well. So, yeah, so um, to to when I booked it, I just remember, like, falling down on the, on the floor and just crying, like, just crying. I, my agent had left me a message because I, uh, I saw her number, but it wasn't her main number, so I missed it. And then um, I when I, I listened to her message before I called her back, and she was telling me that I booked it. Mm-hmm. And I just started crying, like, right there. Like, I couldn't believe that I booked it. And it, I felt something the night before. Like, I really was, like, researching the hell out of Halloween. Like, I wanted to see where they were filming it at, who was part of it, this and that. Did they start filming yet? And they had pushed back production. So when I saw that, I told my husband, I woke him up literally out of his sleep. <laughs> and said, babe, I still have a chance. <laughs> I said, babe, I still have a chance. They, haven't, they, they pushed back production. They haven't started filming yet because... They told me when I auditioned on, in October that it was going to be filming in the fall, uh-huh. which believed it believed that it was supposed to film in the fall, but then they wound up pushing it out to January. Right. So um, when December hit, I was like, they still haven't filmed anything yet. So it was a possibility because remember, I was telling you that you don't know until you see it that someone else booked it. You just uh-huh. don't hear anything. Yeah, you'll so you'll just you'll just I, see the movie right. happen. So I thought someone else had booked it. Right. So I thought I thought someone else had booked it, but they didn't. They well, I didn't audition for that role either. I auditioned for a police officer. I didn't audition for um, the sexy nurse or the wife or whatever. Uh, she, she, It was the wife for the audition. The initial audition, that part was wife. And I auditioned for police officer, something totally different. When oh, it was wow. time to go for the callback, 
I was dressed as police officer. <laughs> and the callback, when I got there, the casting director said, no, we want you to audition for wife. Oh. So now oh. I'm dressed like a boy because I have my hair in a bun, a wife beater. Uh, look like almost like a uniform. Like I'm, I'm in Charleston. I'm not even where I'm from. So I only packed some sweatpants and a tee for the day before and the wife beater and the whole get up for the audition. So when they said wife, I'm like, well, wait a minute. I look like I got on work boots. And so I had to tie the lady. It was a lady that was out in the front assigned me and she, she pulled down my shirt. Um, we unbuttoned my shirt and then we tied it to make it look feminine and they, I remember after I did the audition, um, they, I think, I don't know who it was. Was it David? Someone asked me, because everyone was in the room. Everyone was in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I, someone asked me, would I be okay with changing my hair? And at the time, I had a wig. It was like a ponytail, but it was a wig. Like a wig was like a half wig and a ponytail. And they said, do you mind changing your hair? I was like, man, I, this is a wig. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I smell like right now. Like, what do you want? Like, what, what do you mean? Like, because this... They didn't understand. You make your decision, yeah, they didn't understand. I'll go like, it's, you need me ball-headed? I'll do it. Like, <laughs> and, oh, um, so, yeah, and then I got the call on December the 5th, and the rest is history. They gave me that part. They, it, they And then at that time, it was called... Um, uh, flapper or something like that. It was like we were supposed to be like uh, dressed in costumes still, but like going to like a, a, a Warren Twenties party or something like that. So it would have been like something like that. But then when um, did I have? I think when they uh, gave me the actual script, it, it changed to Sexy Nurse, okay. and I was like, "Who me? Like, right? <laughs> how can I pull this off? <laughs> I can say my line, but how can I pull off the sexy part? Because that was not in my whole. You know how you said." Philly women are like I'm just I'm all about being tough. And, yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, that's 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 where we come from. We have we have no choice. Chilling like I, yeah, right, I, sexy was not part of my makeup at the time that, that I knew of. So I was like, how do I do that? Like you know, and all my Halloween costumes have always been covered up, so I've never had a butt cheek out or nothing <laughs> like that. So it's like what. <laughs> What kind of outfit is this? And then when they showed me the outfit, when I came to shoot, like uh, like right before um, when I came to Charleston at the time, and I saw the outfit, I was like, whew, like y'all want me to get into that? Like, yeah. And, and it was January. <laughs> and it was January. You, was, you, was, you was cold as fuck out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. you yeah, like, listen. <laughs> the air going all through every hole of every piece of that fishnet right there. That's those red fishnet. <laughs> They had heating. They put little heating pads all over my body, like on my on on my backside, on my front side, on my inside, on my outside. They were putting like they were trying to put heating pads everywhere because I was so cold. I was I was so cold in that little outfit, and then I had to walk. And you know when you walk, you get a nice little breeze. Uh, yeah. So I'm walking, and I and I have the breeze hit me. I'm just like every time we would get back in the car, my teeth would shatter. Like, I mean, they would chatter like this, like, that's how cold I was. Like, and we would hear it in the mic. So the sound guy probably heard my teeth the whole time. But yeah, that's how cold I was. Wait, so you, so you said every time y'all got back in the car. So let me ask, how many takes did it take for y'all to get that shot? Because that is up until, you know, when Michael Myers pops up and bumps into the kids on the street. It's a one take shot when he's walking into the backyard of the woman that looks like Mrs. Elrod. Um, And then when he grabs the hammer, the camera cuts. 
And then from that moment on, when he walks into that woman's backyard and into her crib, it's a one track shot up until he stabs that woman Mm -hmm. in the throat. So how many takes did it get y'all to to perfect that? Because like I said, you you and Michael Smallwood, y'all are part of one of the best shots in that entire movie. Like that tracking shot is amazing. And I was really like that was one of the things that really drew me to what David Gordon Green brought to um you know, brought to to Halloween 2018 was the fact that mm-hmm. he's not just directing a slasher movie. Like he's trying to bring some type of art to it. You know what I'm saying? He's not just mm-hmm. you know putting a camera in front of a slasher and he's slaughtering teens and people that are fucking and all types of stuff all over the place. He's doing like these really classic artistic shots that belong in a Halloween franchise. Mm-hmm. So like, how many? Do you remember how many times it took y'all f- took for y'all to you know um you know for Michael Myers to walk up and you for you to come around the side of the car, the passenger side door, and Michael Smallwood to come to the front, and you stare at Michael Myers for that brief moment. Like, was it a lot of takes, or what? Like, how how did that uh, how did that work? All right, people. So we we had some technical difficulties, but we're back. We are back. Um. So let's because I forgot I'm, I'm a terrible interviewer and i forgot the last fucking question um so let me ask you what what was your reaction with with the experience you had being on halloween 2018 what was your reaction to being brought back for halloween kills like getting that call back was it a call back was it like uh you know somebody told you personally uh how, like how did that go like what was your reaction to getting getting called back and it's kind of a two-parter and on top of your reaction to getting called back for the sequel, how did you react to reading in the script what Vanessa's outcome was going to be? Her outcome? What she was going to be. Like, I was happy to see what she was going to be. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about the outcome at the time. I was like, I'm just happy to be back. Thank you, Lord. Like, yeah. So whatever she did, I was okay with it. Like, I don't care. Um, but I, I, I got the, um, information from David Gordon Green himself. Oh, wow. Um, That's major. Right. He called, mm-hmm. that is it, awesome. It really was. Like he told me face to face, like we, um, he had booked me for, uh, Righteous Gemstones, his HBO show. Oh my and God. That was cause I, cause I know I don't, I, I think I said that during the intro when I was telling everybody the. The shows you've been in, I, I would hope I said that because I definitely wrote it down. I, I did not know that that was David Gordon Green. No, I, oh, I didn't say that. I had it written down because you played a secretary and that was 2019, right? That was in 2019. Oh, you know what, people? Don't don't judge me. Y'all know I fuck up on this show. but No, I did not know that was David Gordon Green's show. Wow. I didn't know that. But no, can, I'm sorry. Right, right. David Keep Gordon going. Green Danny, and Danny McBride. With Danny, Danny McBride, David Gordon Green is is uh is there. David Danny McBride is is more of the uh, show lead on it. But um, uh-huh. like David directs, um, like they've done this whole time with each Eastbound and Down and Vice Principals and stuff like right. that. So yeah, they work together all the time. They they're, they work great together. So yeah, it's them and Jody Hill is is the other director so he directs half a season and david does half i believe but um so for season one they called me in for the role and david told me like right before i was about to go and do my uh scene that he was bringing <coughs> me back for 
for the next Halloween, which I heard rumbles about it being another one because the first one that made so much money. Mm-hmm. And then he was saying that, um, yeah, that he wanted to bring me back. And I was like, really? You want to bring me back? He said, yeah, you didn't die. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Awesome. That is awesome. And I just, I remember just being so nervous right before I was about to shoot the, the scene because I'm shooting a scene with John Goodman at that. So, Oh my God! Like the like the John Goodman. I'm John Goodman's secretary in in those scenes. So yeah. I need to do my I need to do my fucking research better. (laughs) Yeah, I need I need to do my research better. Actually, I actually come back for season two as the same thing as his uh, secretary. My name is Trudy, and um, yeah, I I work alongside John Goodman, which is just like. Hold up, so listen, I should have I should have gave you a way bigger intro. I should have had like streamers and you know like blowhorns and toot toots and stuff and balloons and shit like that because it's like you have Yeah, like no, legit. Like I swear to God, I'm not blowing smoke. You have worked alongside this is somebody this is coming from somebody like I'm not an actor. I don't really have aspirations to be an actor. I'm a writer, you know, I do my podcasts and stuff like that, but it's like I, like to work alongside you have worked alongside heavyweights and that is fucking that's a big deal you know like i feel like yeah. people really take for granted like like cinematically i feel like people take for granted how you know how they've acted alongside these people who might help give them inspiration or boost their career and stuff like that like not boost their career but like i said give them inspiration it's like if i was to act along john goodman it's like i would probably watch him and be like, all right, I need to, I need to apply some of that to, to my shit. But I don't know if I can. But I'm just going to take right, the notes. Say, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, because John, John Goodman's been in every, he's so, been in everything. So yeah, but John. I will tell you what I took away from John Goodman. Okay. I will tell you that Shoot. because Go everyone ahead. that I meet, everyone that I meet or interact with, I do try to take something away from them. You learn from everyone that you interact with. It's a good, seg- a good segue into my next question. But go ahead, I'm listening. Go ahead, finish. Uh So with John Goodman, what I saw with him, I remember when I first met him Mm -hmm. and I came in um, in the holding area with him. So they have us in the holding area, hair and makeup will come to us or whatever we needed before we go right on set. Right. And I introduced myself to him, told him him it was an honor. And he asked me, did I need anything? Did I need anything? And I'm like, what? I should be asking you. you It's like, yeah, you John Goodman. Do you need anything, bro? You're John Goodman. And he was like so nice to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was very, very nice. Even though he was, he's so high on the call sheet. Like, that's how you really like, it's it's like a hierarchy. So the call sheet matters. So first, second, third, fourth, fifth, anyone up in those top single digit numbers is Mm -hmm. huge in the production. And he's up there. And I was down here. So <laughs> the, 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 the least you are, you go down to the bottom. So I had a higher number than him, of course. So the higher number should be asking the lower number, do you need anything? Not the lower number asking the higher number, do you need something? So that was like, it, it, it kind of threw me off guard, but it made me happy and more comfortable, actually, to work with him. And then um, when I came back for season two, he, uh, he was so gracious like he he remembered me from season one he was very nice to me and not only me what i took from him too that he was nice to everyone around him Mm -hmm. now 
I haven't been around that many celebrities where I I can give you like a horror story of someone who treated someone bad. I haven't been there like that. But I will say I I was I was so happy to see because you know how when you see celebrities on on TV and you see them in movies and you have an idea of how you think they are yeah, in your yep, mind. Absolutely. Like you might even have a best friend in your head. Like somebody I've, like somebody I've been... is like my best friend in my head. Like Listen. you, know, you have Listen, you, is my best friend in my head. you ain't saying nothing to me. Uh, in a past life, Denzel, either Denzel or Dwayne Johnson were my were my father. You know See, what I'm saying? Like, there you go. Either right. one of them. Two. Right. So no, I understand. Even for the ones who are not your best friend, you still think like, hey, they probably be cool to hang out with. Like you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you you could, just by looking at their body of work, right? You just think that automatically. So. Yep. I was glad to see that he was so cool and down to earth and not just cool to me because I, I'm a, even though I'm, 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 I'm lower than him on a, on a call sheet, I'm still a pair, right? I'm still an actor. So sometimes actors will act cool with actors and then treat everyone else on set like crap, True. which he didn't do, which I was happy to see because I don't do. And it was good to see that when I get to that point, hopefully one day, if I ever get to that point where I've had so many credits under my belt, it won't change me. I'll still treat people absolutely, with and that's what I got from him because he's he is he has been in the business for a long time, and he's been in some great work, you know, and he's been on SNL too. But yeah, he's been on some <laughs> great things. So it's just like to see him treat everyone respectfully. It's like yeah, like this is this is for me because I don't want to change. Like I don't want to change who Carmella is. I want, I bring Carmella in the rooms for everything that I do. So when you say that Vanessa had a little bit of Philly in her, that's because it's a little bit of Carmella in her. Yeah. You know, right. Like, because I'm still doing it. It's still me. So you still see, uh, some of me in that. And I hope that, um, the good parts about me shine so that, and I, and I feel like it's happened because I know we'll get into it a little bit later about Vanessa, like people, like, you know, our people like hating Vanessa or getting mad at Vanessa for for that for that scene. So we'll talk about that. So it's like Yes, we will. We'll get there. Must, we'll get there. As, as an as an actress, I feel like I must have done a great job for them to be so passionate about Vanessa. Absolutely. If Carmela didn't do a do a good job acting as Vanessa and if they didn't do a good job, David Gordon Green, Scott Teams and Danny McBride is writing her character, then it people wouldn't have anything to talk about. Like you said, it would have been a throwaway character and that just would have been it. I feel like Vanessa had layers and the fact that she has a discussion going is pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> Listen, she not only does she have a discussion going, but like you said, there are people that are <laughs> Now, I listen, don't make no mistake. And I'm not just saying this because I'm interviewing you right now, but I'm just saying I am. Well, listen, I have we'll get there. I have my feelings about the character. But overall, I'm glad that your character came back. I'm glad that that character had the arc that it did, um, as mm-hmm. well as your co-star, Michael Smallwood. And I'm glad yes. that you acted alongside the actors that you did. But for you to share that story about um, John Goodman and apply that to, you know, who you are, your style of acting and just your career overall, where you say, I want to be Carmella. I don't want people to stray away from that. You want to inject not just a certain character element, but you want to inject Carmella into the role Mm -hmm. so that people know you. 
you know what I'm saying? You don't want to stray too far from the role where people are like, oh, well, I don't even know who she, you know, even in roles like, you know, I mean, well, it, it's, it's, I don't know if I can use this comparison or not, but I'm thinking of something like, um, Heath Ledger with the Joker. I'm just going out on a limb here. You can kind of see, you can see Heath Ledger in there. You can see what he applied to that role. And I say that to say this, like, so as your career progresses, no matter what role you play, no matter what genre, uh, what style of filmmaking it is, I feel like you're always going to want to apply that Carmela McNeil to the role, man. And that is, uh, I feel like that's amazing because a lot of actors and actresses, they lose themselves in this shit. You know, they lose themselves in this shit and they start getting really starstruck and they start being around people. They start changing who they are. But I feel like the fact that you put it out there, like, listen, I don't want to I don't want to be anybody but who I am, like, for the most part. You know, you'll be you'll be the character on paper, but you're going to add your own type of elements to it. And I feel like that's the best type of acting where you don't just give people what they what they give you on paper. You got to put some flair to it to make, you know, to make yourself stand out and stuff like that. And that's that's one of the reasons I feel like the character of Vanessa, regardless of her fate, is, is the reason why the character of Vanessa um is going to stick out. So with that being said, uh, how how was it being back for Halloween movie, Halloween Kills, and acting alongside people like Michael Smallwood and mainly not mainly to I'm not saying that to take any way, anything away from Michael Smallwood because I enjoyed him a hell of a lot in this movie. But, um, you know, to act alongside people who have been a part of the Halloween series prior to y'all being in there, like, you know, Nancy Stevens, she's been in fucking Mm -hmm. three Halloween movies before. She's been killed twice. Spoiler alert, listeners. But, uh, you know, uh, to be alongside, uh, Kyle Richards and, you know, Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Longstreet, what was that like, uh, you know, filming alongside them? And also, this is also a two-parter, what was it like filming that? you can answer this afterwards what was it like filming that park mm-hmm. sequence that park sequence with those characters i just mentioned you know uh, well yeah we got it we got to get there we got i didn't want to do it we got to get there spoiler alert right, people well, things it, happen i will say <laughs> i will say that it that it the, the gravitas of it all uh-huh. in the halloween world hit hey, me you gotta use them fancy um, words you gotta use them fancies as far as, <laughs> as, far as being being with uh, Kyle, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, Robert Longstreet, and the great Nancy Stevens. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I be- so when I first read the script, but like I told you, I didn't care what I was doing. Like I, I was just happy to be back. Like I was actually pitching when people were saying I was Julian's mom. I was like, well, you know, they're saying I'm Julian's mom just to give him an idea to put me in something, like whatever. Like I was, I, what you I, have in mind. I thought but. you were. I thought. I swear to God. I yeah, thought that. I thought like, that no, you were either. That. I thought that you were either Julian's mom or Sheriff Barker's daughter. You know the guy that mm-hmm. the, the the black sheriff with the mm-hmm. big ass hat. I thought mm-hmm. that you or, were related. Yeah, but the fact that y'all weren't and y'all stood alone, I think that's even. I think that's hell of a lot better. But no, go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, it was way better. It was way better. Um, it was just the brilliance of David. So, um, when I first read the script and. I'm trying to think. I think they said maybe that they were looking at Anthony Michael Hall at the time. Like, there was a bunch of, of things that they were bringing people back. So this is like when they said that uh, Kills was coming out. They had already introduced Kills and Ends. And then they were 
uh, starting the casting. So you would see like every now and then like Robert Longstreet, like he was up on, on Instagram saying that he was going to be in it, blah, blah, blah. So when I finally got the script, because I got the script like right before I was going to go film. So I didn't have it for a long time. Like oh, Michael wow. Smallwood had his for a long time. I didn't have mine for a long time. I got it the weekend <laughs> before we were filming. So I'm finding all this out almost in real time. So I'm looking at the script and I'm reading. And you, like you said, as soon as uh, the credits go, like it's, it's us. It's like, like this, we're the first ones on the scene. So I'm like, oh my goodness, like this is crazy already. So it's like, it was just mind blowing. Then it's like Lindsay, Tommy and Marion come in and I'm like, what? Like I'm in the scene with them. Like I actually get to meet them. Like, and that still didn't dawn on me either. Like, I'm just like, okay, we're in a scene together, but do we actually interact together? So I'm still reading. I'm like, oh wow, we actually interact together. Yeah, a lot. I'm with them. Oh, we're with them. Yeah, a a lot. Yeah. And I, w- I was surprised right, at that, too, so that, because you got new characters interacting with these OG characters. And I loved I love that we went from that opening sequence and then, it you know, it says directed by David Gordon Green. And then it just says, you know, um, Haddonfield uh, 2018. And then it's right outside of Mick's bar. And we just jackhammer right into you and Michael Smallwood's character, Marcus. And then right behind y'all are these OG characters. I was like, yo, that's amazing because mm-hmm. we've got the clash of new school characters and old school in a Halloween sequel. Like right. it, it doesn't get any better. So I was I was so mm-hmm. like happy about that. But. Please, please, so con- please continue so the story. <laughs> right. Please so, continue the story, so please. So when I got to set, I think I was so nervous that I didn't even think about um, the, like I said, the gravity of it, the fact that I was in the scene with them. I was more, uh, I was nervous about Kyle because I, I'm a housewife fan. So I oh, was wow. nervous about her. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I don't watch a lot of it, but I knew she was in there and I was like, wait, like. That's Lindsay Wallace from Halloween, and I was I had to write re- mm-hmm. I had to really do my research, and I was like, oh shit, like that's that's Kyle Richards, mm-hmm. like all grown up from Halloween, but yeah, I was never like a yeah. I I think that with Kyle, it wasn't because I I'm such a fan of the Housewives, really. Mm-hmm. It they had a part to do with it, but also when you watch reality shows, it's presented as that's who they are. This is reality. They're not an actress. They're not whatever. So I knew that if Michael Hall was an actor, I knew. Um, that um, Robert Longstreet was an actor and, and, and Nancy Stevens. But, I mean, even though Kyle was an actor, I just, I knew a lot about her life from watching the reality show. Mm-hmm. So I had to try to put that in a compartment and not judge her or not uh, think I know her and, and didn't know her. or just, But it was just hard because, like, I'm, I'm literally watching her life. And then now I'm with her and this is part of her life. So it was like weird to me. That's why it was hard for me to really like uh, get rid of my nerves for Kyle. I think that's what it was because she, you know, I I almost felt like I knew too much about her leading up to um, (laughs) from what she showed us on the Beverly Hills Housewives. That's what I felt like I knew a little too much, you know. So I was nervous about that. But I remember the second time that it really hit me and the last time, the second and last time was, um, and it's funny because they captured the moment. It's in that picture that we have where um, Tommy goes to the car with the bat and then we're all standing there. Oh, um, yeah. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And it gives me the head nod or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I go like this, <laughs> like, yeah, go ahead. So um, <clears throat> that's, we shot that on a Friday night and it was like really late. We kept doing it over and over again. I think it was like our first scene that we shot. 
if I'm not no, it's not the first scene, but it, it was like the first night kind of. That, that was a great. Night. That was a great funny ass night. scene, by the way, though. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I remember standing there um, when I come out the bar. It was the scene when I come out the bar, and then uh, Michael Smallwood is already there because he was watching the car. And then mm-hmm. when I come out, it's Tommy and everybody else. And then there's the part where it's just Michael Smallwood, myself, Kyle Richards, and Nancy Stevens, and we're all standing there watching Tommy. And we're on the front row, like we're, and then everyone else is behind us. And I remember, like, maybe on the fifth or sixth take or something like that, we were standing there, and Kyle was holding on to my hand, and I was holding on to Michael Smallwood, and I and Nancy was holding on to Kyle, and I just looked and was like, this is freaking surreal. <laughs> like, <I'm, laughs> I love it. Only, like, it's not like Kyle and Nancy here, and then no, me yeah. and Michael back y'all, here. Y'all were all together. Was, we were here. Right. So yeah. to me, it was like, wow. Yep. You and I, T.Y. Wow. <laughs> That's what right. it was. I was like, we are together. And then that was even more, I think that was more important to me even than going to the car and running back out the car by myself. That was the whole thing by myself. But when I stood there with them, that was when I knew, like, wow, like, this is really, like, I'm in this. Yeah, thing. that's like, that's I that's am. when it hit you, that camaraderie. Uh, that's, that's why I said, that's why I said it was great to see a new era of uh you know halloween characters with an older era of halloween characters like yeah. the ogs and you know they were all characters that you know whether you know whether people love them or hate them those are all characters that are memorable in the movie you know what i'm saying and i i, I really love that i love that you explained how <laughs> y'all all locked together in that moment like it was kind of like it's morphin time type of shit you know what i'm saying like y'all really right. yeah y'all <laughs> Y'all like, really, yeah, y'all really like formed, yeah, yeah. Y'all formed like Ultron. That that is amazing on set. Like that, that is so crazy. I feel like that is um, those moments are like the most pure moments on a set that you don't really. I feel like maybe people feel it, but you look back on it and it's like, damn, like I didn't think it was gonna be that because that is the picture on Instagram that is an Instagram favorite with you guys. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot I of love people. That yeah, there's a lot of people that tag you guys to that picture on Instagram, and I see it. It's mm-hmm. all of y'all just arms interlocked, hands interlocked, mm-hmm. scared as fuck, you know what I'm saying, while Tommy's walking yeah. up to that car. And that is, I, I, I feel like that is, um, that's, like, that's filmmaking for me, man. Like, just the experience, mm-hmm. like, just to be around people and and form that bond and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's, it's way more than just, you know, the kills and the special effects and all that type of stuff. All that stuff is good, but... To just have that type of, um, you know, that type of bond on set is 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 really great. And to piggyback on that, which is going into the park sequence, I, I have to ask you, and you can stop me if I'm out of line here, but I have to ask this question: Are you? I don't know. Are are you like a like a big gun enthusiast? Because the way you shot that fucking Desert Eagle. Uh, there's no recoil, there's no kickback, you're shooting that shit, like, you remember when you were in the car, and he's like, yeah, I've never fired a gun before, and you're like, yeah, so why'd they even give you a gun? Here, give me that, I shot this shit before, I got it, and when I watched it, I was like, yeah, she shot this shit before, clearly, because there's no, like, if I would've shot that gun, that's a hand cannon, if I would've shot that, I probably would've, like, like, 
the the backfire of the gun probably would have broke my nose as soon as it flew back into my face type of thing. <laughs> but you're shooting it. Well, I don't actually, I don't know how long you yeah, trained. I actually shot but... that actual gun. I actually shot that gun um, at the range. Oh, so when I first got good there, Lord. Um, they took Nancy. Nancy and I went to the range together. So I met Nancy first as far as who I was acting with. And oh, wow. And, um, so Nancy and I are friends to this day because that's we met awesome. first and we just hung out. Yeah, so that's my buddy. So we uh, went to the range together. So the actual gun that I shot in in the movie is the gun that I used at the range. But Damn. I used it with real bullets and it was, it was really... Okay, uh, so... You know. And then at on set, there was just safety. It was blanks and we went through the whole safety protocols. It was, it was not live... Um, good so, great and, and I don't know we're about to get on into this but this transitions into this because when people say that I'm a bad shot first of all I get offended by that Carmella does because Carmella is, okay? wait I wasn't going first of all I wasn't going to bring I wasn't going to take it there but since you no, brought it I'm up I'm going to bring it up you don't have to I'm going to because it needs to be addressed let's address this head on oh, right now I had to take my glasses off for that shit oh I know. <laughs> Yo, listen. I, listen. I wasn't gonna say nothing. I I, I was gonna say I was gonna say something else, but I wasn't gonna say anything about what you did or did not hit. I was gonna say something else, but I was not gonna bring that up for the record. You brought well, that I'm up. Gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna address it. Please We're address it. it down Ad- on this table. Address We're it for the people. It yes. Yes, okay. It is in it is in the script that Vanessa does not kill Michael in the beginning of the movie or mid movie or first scene, first act of mm-hmm. the movie. Because then you wouldn't have a second or third act. Let's just put that out there right there. That's just logic, right? Okay, so <laughs> if I killed them, then it Halloween is the end, right? Is it and then that's it, right? Okay. So that's that's number one. That's just logic. All right. Number two is it was written that way. So, prior to Vanessa shooting the gun and coming back, every every bullet that was shot was not a real bullet, so it, it was on the glass so that the glass can shatter mm-hmm. at the times when I'm supposed to be shooting at it. So, I'm holding the gun, but I'm not actually shooting at the, you know, it's, it's popping itself, and right. I just have the gun in that direction yeah. with the, with the uh, blanks. Blanks, people. They're not real guns. So yes, really yes, cute. people. We know what's I, going on. So they are blanks, and we don't I, need anybody calling in or or emailing and DM and stuff like that. You know what she said. They are blanks. Safety yeah. protocols were taken. <laughs> yes. All safety precautions. Were yes. Taken. Yes. Um, Let the people know. <laughs> yes, but yeah. So it wasn't actually me shooting. Carmela knows how to shoot. Vanessa. Okay. Uh, was scared in a situation. I'm not saying Vanessa doesn't know how to shoot. Uh uh-uh. uh, you saw the way Vanessa <laughs> held that gun. Right, yeah. You held the that. Is, you held that shit like like you was a pro. Situation. It was a high intensity situation. The woman ran away. She thought about it. She came back. <laughs> she got into. In, it's not her fault that the man got a good kick on the door. Okay, it's not her fault. It's not her fault. Leave her alone and stop calling her out her name. Listen. Okay, so her name is Vanessa. Listen. Not female dog. Stop calling her that. I would. Listen. This is this. All right. If, we, if I could put it out there. This, no, you know. I know. You know our people are. I know. Are, I know. And I know. Listen. Listen. Es- especially because 
I praised, I saw the movie the day it came out, the morning it came out, mm-hmm. and I praised the mm-hmm. fuck out of it. I did a review that was like an hour and some change long. I did my commentary that following, I think, Sunday or Monday evening, and a lot of people were coming for me like, oh, this movie had this problem and that problem. I said, man, fuck what y'all are talking about, but one of the things that they did talk about, they were like, well, the characters did dumb shit, and I'm like, well, first of all, you know, I had to be realistic. I said, well, listen. If you pick apart Halloween Kills and look at all the dumb shit that characters do or the shit that maybe somebody in our shoes would not have done, you have to really, you can't be selective. You have to pick apart all the rest of the Halloweens, all the Friday the 13th, all the Nightmare on Elm Street, all the fucking slasher movies because you can't sit up there and pick apart Halloween Kills. Oh, these people did dumb shit, this, that, and the other. And then praise these other fucking movies that came out in the 80s and decades after that have the same type of characters. You can't, you can't just... First of all, like you said, if Vanessa would have landed them shots, Michael Myers' head, like, that's a desert eagle. Michael Myers' head, like, a little bit of half of that shit would have been blown off, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, it, it happened for a reason. Now, the way it happened, I'm not going to lie. When that scene happened, I did wonder, because when, first of all, it was pandemonium. Y'all were trying to get out the car, Marion locked the door, and she's, I get it. I understood, because she's waving the gun around, and y'all are like, wait, move, like, don't hit me, don't hit me, don't shoot me. So y'all are nervous that she's going to shoot anything moving. Michael's on top of the car. And then I remember Michael Smallwood's character, you know, Marcus is like, get out the fucking car. I love you, baby. And all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then you fall out of the car with the gun and you disappear. But I will say this. <laughs> no, they, they're fussing me out about that, too. Like, where did I go? I went, oh That's what I said. I was like, where the fuck? I said, did she haul ass up the block? And then like she did like the, the, the Looney Tunes scurry and was like, wait, 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 wait is my husband, is he all right? And then you came back and he was already dead. So you came back and started shooting. But I'm like, you know what? I'll let that slide because there was shit happening during. So who knows? Like, I like I, I look at it like this. People won't, realistically speaking, we won't know how we react in those situations until we're in those situations. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, at least she came back. And then when I saw you like firing the gun off, I started cheering. Like I'm like, yeah, like, let's go. But then you know, Michael, when you fired that last shot, Michael kind of like like tilts his head and looks at you like, yo, like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. And you get up close. Mm-hmm. And when he kicks the door, it's like a it's almost like a four, like a three or four shot deal. They show him kick the door. They show the door, hit the gun. They show the gun fly backwards and then they show it go off. And I'm just like, like, I kind of was like, oh, like I didn't have time to react. I was like, oh. And then after that, I just like had my jaw dropped. I'm like, wait. But then I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you right now on on this show, I told you or I'm telling you, um, I feel like I told myself, I was like, wait, is this a Halloween H2O situation where L Cool J got shot, but he got grazed? Because I was waiting for you to get up. I'm not going to lie to you. I was waiting for you to get up and be like, oh, my God, like he grazed the shit out of the side of my head. But I'm like, no. When when Lindsay hit him with the bag of bricks, your body is just like there, like lifeless. And I'm like. When Lindsay, after the scene where Lindsay, you know, is hiding in the forest and Michael goes off, I'm like, when it, when it transitioned to another scene, I'm like, wait, like Vanessa's really fucking dead. Like, I, I like I'm thinking you were gonna get up at some point. Like, no, oh, I just got grazed. I'm gonna be in Halloween ends. Mm-hmm. It's all good, but I'm just like, damn. Like, I was I was hoping for the best, but it, you know, it was you a. Roll Vanessa <laughs> <laughs> but but nonetheless. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I was like, but then I remember the second time I watched it. I think I watched it once or twice before I did my review, and I think the second time I watched it, I was like, no, she shot herself in the face, 
And I was like, damn, but I'm like, I would rather go out like fighting for my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to go out running and, and crying and screaming. You went out like a bandit. Like really, you had your heart set on blowing his head off and you didn't stop. And you got up close and tried to shoot with one arm that last time and until look, he kicked that door. the movie, each shot that she did was still in his direction. Like there was the front window on the driver's side. There's the, pack, the driver's side window she shot out. She did shoot. Like she was shooting at him. But uh, like I said, if you think about it in a situation, like she is in a high risk situation. She's going up against Michael Myers. And I will say this too. He did get shot after that. He got shot before that. Freaking Loomis shot him. And he did. And he and, still was okay. So what was my little bullets going to do? Even if it wasn't Desert Eagle, it's Michael Myers. And he got shot. In uh, so that's what gonna do. He got in, in 2018. I, he got shot in the shoulder when Jamie Lee Curtis shot him in the shoulder. Right. When he was walking through the backyards. And then uh, Judy Greer shot him in the face at the end. That's why he's got right. that nick in his mask. But if you look at it. So what um, was Vanessa's shots going to do? Yeah. If you look at it, Michael Myers, has been sh- he's been shot in probably every single Halloween movie except for. Except for H two O and Resurrection, and I don't count so Resurrection. We're not gonna talk about two when he was on fire. So yeah, he was on he was on mean? fire he, walking to after he got shot in his eyes. He got shot in his eyes. <laughs> like, right. and that's the beauty of it though, because I mean, when you explain it to the fans, that's that's the thing. And it, it because slasher films are meant to be. Chucky is a doll killing people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just peel it back. Let's be honest. Yeah. Chucky is a doll and killing grown folks. Adult, okay? Adults, so kids. It's entertainment, right? It's entertainment. This is all fun. Like, slasher films were made for that reason. Yeah. Like, they were made to for you to have... It's not to make you think. It's not to make you be uh, woke. It's not to... That's not the goal of it. Tell like, him. it has Tell evolved about into that with some films now, but the goal is to entertain. Like, so... When I, I believe, I'm not the writer, but I believe when they sat down together, they came up with a goal. Like, listen, this is our middle trilogy, the middle of a trilogy. We're going to have fun with this. We're yes. going to name it Kills. We're going to live up to Kills. We're going to have Kills. And it's going to be fun. To have, it, I, and I say this now because I've, I've made the movie, so I, I kind of understand the movie experience now as far as on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So with the car, um, there's so many pieces. We practiced that scene for a long time. Like, there's so many elements to it. Think about it. Each one of us has our own elements at, and combined together at the same time. So, like, you have us in the car. You have Kyle over there with the kids. So that's a whole section. You got us in the car. You got the things that were going on with Marion in the, in the gun. You have Marcus trying to protect both of us. And it's a lot of shit going on. me. Right, so it's a lot of shit going on at once, right? So at at some point in time, we have to break that down because if not, how would you see what's going on with Marion? You wouldn't see what was going on with him. You wouldn't know what was going on with me because it would be so much going on. Then it would be too much. So it was all it was all performed in a way that we practiced it, which was it was meant to happen that way in order to be filmed put it that way right so and when I, she went when she went away i didn't make a backstory about where she went so you right. have to ask david gordon green you know where she went but i will tell you this the difference between vanessa and carmella is that carmella would have never been in that car <laughs> <laughs> okay? 
right, right. And that's that's what I be. You know what? When I do like my commentaries and stuff, I tell people it's like, listen, there are certain situations I would be in and certain situations I would not be in. You know, me personally, I like I wouldn't have been in that car. I'd have been either at the bar or I, I felt as though it was a real. I'm sorry, people like, listen, I got black listeners, white, Asian all over the world, but I'm speaking to my black listeners right now and I'm not trying to be smart. There are certain moments that we relate to. And when y'all were in that bar and they had the news bulletin talking about Michael Myers and they showed his face blurred out and they showed that uh, that that mental patient that escaped. Rest in peace. Shout out to that actor. I can't remember his name, but he passed away recently. Big shout out to him. But um, oh, I, yeah, uh, Ross Bacon. Yes. Big shout out to him. Rest oh, in peace. Bacon. Shout out to him. Um, yes, I remember y'all were in there. <laughs> And Marcus starts paying a tab. He's like, oh, no, we got to go. He's like, oh, nice meeting you guys, but we got to go. I said, yes. I said, yep, y'all got to get the fuck up out of there. And that is it. We going to go home and we going to figure out what's what. After that, we are not spending no more time in this bar with these people who are affiliated with Michael Myers. We wouldn't even be in that car. That's what I'm saying. Listen, and people need that. People need that. And I feel like um, I'm glad you said that about like child's play and stuff like that, because there was a time where horror movies slashers in particular they thrived off of people doing dumbass shit characters making mm-hmm. dumbass decisions and yes. that was the reason at some point it got to the point where that was the only thing people went to the movies to see where you start rooting mm-hmm. for the killer to kill these stupid characters making stupid decisions right, so i feel right, like right. I, I feel like at this point of slasher movies and just horror filmmaking in general we really need to appreciate the characters that do shit that is even uh you know strategically close to something we would do because at the end of the day you don't really know how you would react in that situation until it happens so if you get somebody that jumps out the window and and crawls away and runs off but comes back after a while bucking shots then that's cool appreciate the fact that that one character didn't stay in the car with the other two to get murdered those were great death scenes by the way and um you know, I, I, I just feel like people, you know, people find things to nitpick at. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I really was. I did in my head. I was like, well, where the fuck did she go? Like, did she did she see that Mark? As soon as she saw Marcus got stabbed, did she start hauling ass down there and then start shooting? Because I felt like th- I told myself in my head that that was your last straw. When you saw your husband get stabbed in the eye, I was like, yeah, that's when she started running and started shooting at the car. Yeah. But I feel like we need to appreciate. But I couldn't I, I couldn't see that. I was. Well, Vanessa couldn't see that. She was out the car already when he got stabbed in the eye. Yeah. So you were, when she you were, came back, it's kind of like she thought she was kind of like saving them. She didn't know that they were already dead. Yeah. She just saw him in the car and she knew she had to get him. So, I mean, that is part of the story that I, I came up with myself. Because as actors, you have to fill in the blanks. So that's the, the part that I filled in the blank of, of. But as far as where she went, it just had to happen that way. Like, it right. had to happen yeah. you know, in I, order of events. had to happen that way. Yeah, I feel I feel like if people, you know, if no you, one said anything about Lindsay hitting them with the bat <laughs> after I was already dead, but everybody want to fuss at me for coming back shooting after they were already dead. I mean, I listen, didn't save me. those are those are the Halloween purists out there. They're like, oh, well, Kyle Richards was in the first movie. She was in the first movie, so she gets a pass. That girl's a new character. You know how these purists are out there. Like, listen, yeah, I, I'm a I, Halloween I, I, I'm a Halloween purist to a certain extent because I love Halloween six. I love Rob Zombie's Halloween two. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people did what? not listen. Don't listen. You don't like Rob Zombie's two. Or yeah. The first one? No, I, I like both of them, but I like both of them, but I like the second one. I lo- the second one is in my top five. Okay. 
But now, now speaking of which, it's a it's a good segue into my next question because I'm about to wrap this up. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. But what was your favorite Halloween entry prior to filming this, and maybe after? Like, did it change up afterwards? Did you have a favorite Halloween movie? You know, uh, before you were in the 2018 movie and Halloween Kills and stuff like that. So you know, 78 is the classic. That's just that's always just a staple. That's always. just going to be in, in best best slasher movie of all time. You just for have me. to have that, right? Yep. Best. So then I would say after that, two and H two O was like a tie. And I judge that based on like if I can watch it all the way through and still like be into it. Woo. And those two, I'm st- I'm still into. Oh my so lord! Because I, I feel like H two O just kept the story going. Yeah. Before we had 2018. It brought it back to some type of, you know, uh, four wasn't that bad though, and I, I like Danielle Harris. She for a little girl, she did a great job back then. Yeah, she carried that on on her shoulder, so she she did really good. And even in and was five is the one when she was um she was mute. Right? Yeah, she, she was mute and yeah she was yeah she was mute and Michael Myers didn't have his mask tucked in throughout the whole movie. His mask was terrible in that, but we're not. Gonna <laughs> talk about that. I ain't gonna talk about yeah, that. Okay. No, no, no disrespect. No disrespect to I Dominique Othan and Jerome. Listen, Thank God we have Christopher Nelson. Yes, because he, he, that mask. I'm just glad we had him. Yeah, that mask and those effects he did. I mean, uh, in Halloween Five, I didn't like the Michael Myers mask. It didn't really bother me as a kid, and it doesn't bother me now as much as it bothers other people, but. It's not, I feel like somehow it managed to be worse than Halloween 4. And I'm not even bothered by the Halloween 4 mask. I just feel like in, in 4, even though that's my third favorite sequel, I feel like the first one is the best one for me. Mm-hmm. The second one is literally the epitome of a direct sequel because oh, no. it literally takes place right after. Mm-hmm. Part 4 is my third favorite. But with 5, it's like they managed to make, like, they could have been better than part four, but they, they weren't. And I feel bad. Shout out to KMB. I'm not dissing y'all, but they did a really weird job on that mask. And like you said, shout out Christopher Nelson for crafting. A, oh, my God. That burnt mask. First of all, the flashback mask is one thing. That mm-hmm. mask was amazing. And the burnt mm-hmm. mask, I'm like, how badass is it that Michael Myers was basically like an aluminum foil until the, the firefighters came and he just popped up with half a burnt mask. I'm like, that's so badass. But I, you know, right. All right. So you said H2O. I mean, H2O. I feel like H2O was good. I have a lot of gripes with it. I actually did an entire episode as far as why H2O does not get a pass for me because they they committed a lot mm-hmm. of sins. But in comparison to what came before it with Halloween Six, I feel like that is a way more grounded script. That's a way more grounded story. They're way more grounded characters in Halloween H two O as opposed uh-huh. to what we got before. Uh-huh. But there are just certain That's things what I like about it. Yeah, uh-huh. they they took it back to the basics, and I understand why Jamie Lee Curtis wanted to do that. Um, speaking of which, let me segue into this because I don't think I asked you this the entire time. Have did you meet Jamie Lee Curtis on set? Yeah, did. Not on set, no. Oh, so you, did did you meet uh-huh. her like? Uh, you know, like afterwards. Uh, you know, like maybe like uh, the press or. Uh, you know, like a premiere oh, or we, at the premiere, at the premiere, yeah, it's definitely at the premiere. Um, oh my but, god, yeah, like I, I was more it, we, a lot of scenes we didn't have together, so you, you yeah, of course, so of course, I was mainly with um, the other ones. Like, I had just missed her on this on 2000 on Kills, mm-hmm. I had just missed her. Um, she had just uh, wrapped 
I believe. And it was funny because I was trying to wait for her by the trailers. Because <laughs> 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 I knew that Nancy and Kyle was going to see her because she had came to set. Her first day was like after we had already been there. We were like there and wrapping up soon. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew I knew Nancy and Kyle was going to see her. So I was like, all right, they had us holding back in our trailers. So I was like, all right, if I hold back in the trailer, then I'll see her. Right. And I did something. I forgot where I went. And then when I came back, Kyle and Nancy was like, we was just with Jamie. And we were just, so I was like, what? Where did oh. she go? Oh, y'all couldn't and, come yeah, get I me? <laughs> I would have been pissed. I was trying to talk with them. Like, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I would have been pissed. Like, why wouldn't y'all call me and let me know? I would have been well, pissed. But they were just happy oh. to see her, so. I understand that. Then I was just like, I'll see her again, and then I didn't see her anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, that's. I feel like that's still amazing, just to overall just be affiliated with those actresses. Not, you know, just Jamie Lee Curtis and yes. you know Kyle Richards, Nancy Stevens. You, like I said, uh, when you mentioned the John Goodman and you know uh, acting alongside him on the David Gordon Green, Danny McBride show, you have acted along some fucking heavyweights. You have been affiliated. Your Look name, Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, Look at Anthony Michael Hall. Like I can't tell you how. Many times I've watched The Breakfast Club. Like, I just, he is like 80s royalty. Like, when you think about. Yeah, I feel like he's movies, he, he's like, a part of, he's like a part of the Brat he, Pack. He's a part of the Brat Pack of the 80s. He is. Yeah. He, he, he was, yes. He I was. mean, I, and, I have my and, opinions on that character. Uh, I do. I don't, I, I, yeah. I don't want to get into it. Cause that I saved that no. for an I saved that for an entire episode and somebody else's shit and I don't want to bring it here because this is all about you and we're glorifying you and focusing on Vanessa and Carmela McNeil, but um. I will say this: maybe you maybe people don't like our characters, but I will tell you that every performance in that movie was done well mm-hmm. because the fact that you don't like the characters, the fact that you don't uh agree with some something that they did or whatever whatever that's written and that's fine but the characters themselves the actors portrayals were good because that that's that brings out the passion in you guys right was, i don't mind people being upset about i mean i'm playing like i don't mind people being upset like i told you when we were having technical difficulties like stuff like that doesn't matter to me right mm-hmm. after losing my mom though <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. After losing my mom, the little stuff doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <coughs> no, it's all right. But um, no, I I, I look no, at it like this. No, even even no, the no, characters, no. even the characters that I did not really enjoy as much as I thought I would, I feel like this movie was taken very seriously, and the humor when it is implied, it works for me. It works really well for me. But mm-hmm. for the most part, this is a fucking horror movie that. David Gordon Green and Danny McBride and all the rest of you guys really took seriously and you guys did a hell of a job. Yeah, you guys did a hell of a job doing it because I'm telling you, the entire time I watched this movie, I have not gotten chills from a Halloween movie probably since Halloween 6 and that was in 95. Like I was a kid, but here I am a grown ass man Mm -hmm. in my 30s and watching a Halloween movie where I'm just like, oh my God, like what's going to happen? Like I was tense. You know, I was tense watching that movie and I was very... um, you know, I was I was I was just very like on guard and stuff like that. So I, I feel like you guys did a really good job as far as capturing like the the seriousness of this movie, the 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 drama of this movie and and things of that nature. But so let me say this: uh, 
the, the camera's a little crazy. Are you are you still there? All right, people, we had uh, more technical difficulties, but we are right back. So, Carmela, you can finish saying your thought right now. Okay, my thought was that mm-hmm. um, with everyone taking so seriously the slasher movie, the Halloween Kills movie, um, I just think that we've been through so much these last couple of years that um, whew, it's been really hard as far as COVID and everything else and our lives changing. Um, people losing people, uh, you know, it affected everyone in a different way. Right. But I feel like the fact that we are still able to be entertained and the entertainment is what got us through COVID and everything else because we were all at home, we watched TV, we binged shows, whatever, whatever, and it was all taken for entertainment. And I think that shouldn't stop. Like, we do this as actors, producers, directors, and everyone else because we want to put on a, a good production for someone to watch and enjoy entertainment um it's not gonna it's not gonna please everyone it's not for everybody and no movie is or no nothing is for everyone it's always going to be something so the fact that um people are passionate about it i think it's fun i think it's cool i don't get mad about that i was playing um earlier i just don't (laughs) i don't like though when they call vanessa bitch because it's like okay like why why are we yeah they they take it too far and i feel like that's that's yeah that's 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 that that's that self-entitled fucking you know uh new generation of quote-unquote fans i feel like those people aren't fans because as fans we have to know how to detach ourselves from fucking you know fantasy and just film in general we're going into these films to detach ourselves and turn our brains off at least for like an hour or two. And I feel like if people can't sit down and enjoy that shit for what it is, you know, you've got a lot of people like, this was this movie was so terrible and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, well, you know, Jason's not anywhere to fuck to be around. Freddie's not anywhere to be around. Be grateful that Michael Myers is still making movies, you know? Be grateful that's that the, the way, best... That's the way I look at it because, like, if we're doing so well, you should be happy that there are people that, that are... Um, glad with it and wanted to see it because the the better that Halloween does, the better the genre does. We get more horror films. Like we got the, the Chucky reboot. We got uh, David's on the exorcism coming up. We got oh. a whole bunch of stuff that's coming up. And it's because someone had the guts to go ahead and reimagine something that was so classic and just bring it to the to the new age so that yep. we can enjoy it. And it's, that's what it's meant for, enjoyment. So let's mm-hmm. just Enjoy, like, have your opinions about Vanessa. Have your opinions about everyone else and how we were bad shots and all of that. That's fine. <laughs> That's cool. But I just don't don't take it too serious where we're arguing in the comments or someone's just being nasty and spiteful, just saying something just because. If you really have passion behind that, because there are people that go to the movies that really get into it. And I've been there. You've been there. We've been very passionate about the things that we're passionate about. Absolutely. But I just think. That Everyone just has to be kinder to each other. I just, yeah. if you have an opinion, okay, that's fine. If you, if you, I, just because my opinion differs from yours on, on anything, politics, anything, we shouldn't have to go to the juggler for each other, like to, yep. to down each other or make each other seem like mine is way better than yours. Like we are entitled to have an opinion. Yep. And you guys' opinion is, is awesome to me. I just don't like. Vanessa being called out her name, and I can definitely separate Vanessa from Carmella because Carmella is totally different than Vanessa. Yeah. Carmella would have never been in the situation. So, 
Carmella would have been like Julian. I would have been like Julian. <laughs> Julian made out like a bear. <laughs> shout out, shout out to the actor. Uh, what is it? Oh my god! If Carmella would have pushed Marcus into that car and he didn't go. Carmella would have kept going. Like it would have never got to the, to the park scene. I would have never been there. But I, so, I, I yeah. agree. I agree two hundred percent what you said because something like Halloween twenty eighteen, uh, even before Halloween Kills came out, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride set out to make a direct sequel to a classic movie, and they made a ballsy decision. They said, you know what? Fuck all the movies yes. that came after Halloween one. We're doing a direct sequel to John Carpenter's classic, and it worked. I do have a couple gripes with that movie, but it's not so much that I hate it. I I like the movie. I love that movie, but I feel like that movie opened up the door for people to say, "Oh, there's another. You know, there's actually another Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie coming out that takes place after the 1974 original. David Gordon Green is doing a direct sequel to The Exorcist. We're getting another Hellraiser movie. Chucky just got a TV series. Scream's got another movie coming out." Like, right. yeah, like I feel like I people. Just, is... No, go ahead. I'm, no, go ahead. I, this is this is your time. Like, if you're a horror fan, this is your time. Absolutely. If you don't have time to be upset about this movie because guess why? The next movie is coming, and the next movie is coming. Be happy about that. Like, so, like, just I mean, there's it could be like I said before, it could be romance comedy. Like, it could be that mm-hmm. could be the genre right now that's picking up. You guys are doing really good right now, horror. So. Don't just, I, I just, just don't take life too seriously because each day we get to wake up is a privilege. Absolutely. And you learn that when you lose the one that is important to you. But not just, I guess I'm an empath because, I mean, I know I am because I know that I've watched the whole time during the pandemic, I was stressed out. Anxiety was crazy. I was watching CNN every day. Oh, like, so see, that's that. No, don't don't do that. Do not. That is all right. But I that that, I that know, assists your anxiety. If you if you've got anxiety like, and you watch watching. CNN every day, Jesus Christ, like that's only going to make it worse. But watching the stories of real people, I think it, it helped me to understand that there's more outside of myself. Right. OK. Yeah. We were OK. That's one way to look at it. And if it didn't if it didn't directly affect you by someone getting COVID or getting really sick or almost dying or dying, we kind of like said that's not our problem, and that's not true because it was our problem. These are these are people who who are citizens of the United States who are dying left and right from mm-hmm. a disease that we all could have caught. Like it, 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 no one was safe at that time. We had no answers. We didn't know what was going on. We were all learning in real time. There was a lot of despair. There was a lot of stuff that was going on. So we made it out of that almost. Pand- like pandemonium. It, it was all pandemonium. We were. Right. We made it out of where we were. So why not just be happy that we're that the option was to see it in a theater or at home? Yeah. So I, I feel like people don't people don't appreciate the, the fact that. It, oh, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just said it was awesome just to be be able to have that option now. Right, yeah. Um, people, they they don't. I, I feel like these these new this new era of 
quote-unquote fans and i say quote-unquote because these motherfuckers aren't fans um because if they were they would know how to separate fantasy from reality but they don't obviously they take it too seriously um like listen i'm a horror movie buff like since i was probably like five or six years old i've been watching this shit nonstop. but i know that it's a movie i'm not gonna send somebody death threats or you know be super pissed off at you know the roles that they played it's like i'll be upset in my reviews or my trailer reactions and my commentaries and stuff but i know it doesn't go farther than that and these people nowadays i feel like first of all we should be happy that people are able to go to while i didn't see halloween kills in the theater i watched it at home i feel like people should be happy that we're able to go back to the theater and see these types of films see horror films for the horror junkies in in particular we should be happy that we're able to go back to the theater and see these movies because there was a fucking point in time where this shit was shut down and we didn't know like halloween kills got pushed back for a year a year and i was and i was banking on i was like oh my god i was telling my cousin you know not to put you on the spot but i was telling my cousin like look dog i want to get an interview with carmella mcneil she's coming back for halloween kills she's telling me the movie's gonna be dope but it's getting pushed back a year and he's just like oh we gotta wait a year and i'm just like it's all good we'll we'll get there eventually you know we'll get there in time and we got there and here we are talking about it but you have a lot of people that they just they feel so entitled, man, and they really don't know how to separate these things. Like, they don't know how to separate fantasy from reality. They they just feel entitled to the point where they can say whatever they want about, you know, not even the characters, but the actors and actresses themselves. Like, I know how to detach myself. Like, like I said, you know, I'm not trying to talk bad about Anthony Michael Hall. I had gripes, lots of gripes about the Tommy Doyle character, but I, I still like Anthony Michael Hall as an actor. That doesn't take away from the fact that, you know, because I didn't enjoy him the way that I wanted to in Halloween Kills, that doesn't mean I wouldn't watch the next Anthony Michael Hall movie. I would watch it just to see how he does. But you got a lot of people out there that go, man, he was trash as Tommy Doyle or I didn't like her as Vanessa or I didn't like him as Marcus or I didn't like her as Marion. And they won't go see the movie or any of the sequels because of that. And I'm like, that's bullshit. I really feel like people are. People are just so brain warped. And that's this one of the reasons why I hold film and, you know, actors and actresses like yourself. Like, I hold that shit near and dear to my heart because you guys, you guys got a full grasp on how to separate the two. You know what I'm saying? Like how you said Carmela would not be in that car. You know, Vanessa was in that car, but Carmela in real life would not be in that car. It's a scenario. And you got people that don't understand that that's a scenario that this character is put in. Yeah, we can be passionate about it and shout at the screen. What are you doing? But at the end of the day, when the movie's over, these are real people playing real character or playing characters at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? And I like I'm I'm really glad you said that. And with that being said, before we wrap things up, because um, I promise you I'm going to wrap things up. I didn't took up way more of your time than I was supposed to. But with Vanessa's character arc in Halloween Kills, you know, coming to a close, and it was a great close. It was a memorable close. Is there any horror series you would want to jump into after this? Like, is there anything that you watched growing up where it was like, I could take that person on or I would I would want to be in that situation or I wonder how I would do as a character in that type of movie. Like, is there anything like that you grew up watching where it was like you wanted to insert yourself into that role or into that situation? No. Yeah. I will say I would like to 
insert myself in a Jordan Peele project. Like Jordan. Stop it. Stop it right now. Like, call me Jordan. Call Listen, me. Jordan, like, and if you call her, you better call me cuz I'm I'll, I'll DM I'll DM Jordan Peele this episode after I upload it. <laughs> Because, listen, I would love, you know, Jordan Peele is about to produce, I don't know if he's directing, but I'm sure he is behind a, a remake of The People Under the Stairs. And I said, I said, who better? Because that movie has so much social commentary to it that people are not ready yeah. for. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. But. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, so. So while we wrap it up. All right, these are the last questions. I swear to God, I'm asking you. These are only uh, there's a top, there are two top fives and two top threes that I'm going to ask you right now. Okay. So top okay. five scariest like movies. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. It's like a speed round. So top 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 five scary movies of all time for you personally. Ooh. Yes, Ooh. yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay, so we going five to one. I mean, okay. it doesn't matter. Whatever type of order you want to put them in. No, no particular order. Okay. Doesn't have to be. All right, so the thing. Oh my. The thing by John Carpenter. Yes. Uh, yes. Halloween '78. Uh huh. Back in Elm Street, the first one. Uh huh. Uh, Damn, you know that's these. Three, right? You know these uh, off the rip. <laughs> invasion of the Body Snatchers. Wait, which one? And, uh, the the original one. Like I like the black and white one. Oh, you like the one with Kevin McCarthy? Kevin McCarthy in it. Yeah, I remember my mom had like plants hanging up in the in the bedroom and, and they and they look like pods it. yeah i think that was like right. i think that was like 19 i want to say 1958 i think i'm not sure but yeah, it was in the 50s it was very, yeah the old black and white yeah. one and, um, okay that's four and what else uh do we consider alien is that like a yeah it's uh i mean some people consider it sci-fi gothic horror it's a horror movie it's a horror i would movie. say alien because <laughs> alien reminds me of the thing yeah like a, it's uh, intergalactical thing like that's what it reminds me of like just the fact that they can take anything that can take over anyone's body I and love anything it. that's true a true story or anything like that that's like the the conjuring and those things i don't i don't i don't i don't i can't even get it out my mouth i don't anything that was based on a true story i, I don't i don't i don't want to bother with it because i literally i feel like it happened to me i just feel like it happened to me i literally just did commentary for the conjuring three last yeah, night so. and i was like I, like I don't really like the Conjuring movies because they don't scare me. I feel like if I've seen one, I've seen them all. But I watched the Conjuring three last night. I gave it a solid six and a half out of ten because there were parts where I was like, "Oh, like nope, don't don't do that," because it, it, it like kind of scared me, kind of spooked me. But I like it's okay. But your picks are definitely when I asked you which Invasion of Body Snatchers you were talking about, I thought you were talking about the remake with Donald Sutherland. That's in my top five scariest movies of all time. That shit. That that's a scary concept. That's good too. That is really good. That is yeah. As far as what that's going to be, I remember just watching the old one. Okay, so all right, second part of speed round before we get to the last part. Uh, top top five Philly MCs, and if you don't listen to hip hop all that all that much, that's cool. You can you can do your top five of Philly singers. Gotta ask, gotta ask. You from the crib? I have to ask. What'd you say? All right, so all right, so here we go. I said let's do it then. All right. Okay. So um, we know we gotta put Will Smith on there just because. Absolutely. He's the DJ. I'm the rapper. I was like, <laughs> I, I was in that album. Oh, and I even, I even asked my mom to buy me a Lacoste Sportif uh, sweatsuit and sneakers. 
So that's what they had on the cover. And, and Will was like this on the other side of Jeff, like this. Ah! <laughs> brand new song. I mean, I know every song on both of those albums. Two albums, two albums thing. So I know both of them. Okay? So Will Smith is, yeah, definitely. All right, that's number one. Okay. Um, so Will Smith, um, the Tough Crew. I don't know if you remember them. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go back. We go back. Well, we don't go back, but yeah, I know who so you're talking about. Um, um, oh, man. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Because I don't want to leave out anyone. Um, what was the... Uh, Cause you said rap, like I'm not really like. Well, well, that's rap. that's why I said. Listen, you can. That's why I said top five uh, uh, hip hop MCs, and I said if you're not really too big on hip hop, you can pick five uh, R and B artists. That's perfectly fine. Or you could break it down and you the can split R&B it in half. The R and B has so many. I know. Yeah, yeah. Out. We we got a lot. We got a lot. Uh, what was the um, the ones uh, the song? Uh, oh shoot! Because I'm trying to give people props that I that I literally okay the roots. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Shout out leave to the roots. roots. Shout out. But um, what was the guys that was from uh Richard Allen? They was from Richard Allen Projects, and they had a uh, song actually was called Richard Allen. They had a song called Richard Allen, and it was like a hot song. Oh, um, I'm... shoot, I have to look them up and and remember them. But um, yeah, they were good. The Roots, um, Will Smith. Um, who else did, did I say? I said somebody else. Tough crew, you said. Um, the tough crew. Yeah, yeah you said tough crew. Tough, yeah. Um, I think you got one more left. In I, want, I want to say, I want to say EST. Like, I, I don't know. So like, like EST. <laughs> Yo, you went back. Like, not not too far back, but it's like, damn, like, you. I, Man alive. I yeah, swear. Like, now I swear. When I wrote this, when I wrote these little uh, quick time questions, I was like, "Yeah, it should probably say Eve Beanie Siegel." I'm not sure, but I was like, "Damn!" I, I wasn't know. expecting these. Like, damn. No, I'm old, so I go back to old. Like, I love old school stuff. So I'm like, always old school. I but love it though. Like definitely Eve. Who didn't want to be a pit bull in a skirt? Like I wanted to be Eve. Like when she came out, like she she was decent, and she's still doing her thing. So that's cool as heck. Yeah, she just um, dropped that. Uh, she just dropped like a, what was it? A TV show with her, Brandy, and uh, uh, I forgot who else was on there. Is it Notori uh-huh. Naughton that's on there? That's on that show. Yes, yeah, she's on there. Yeah, Notori right. Naughton from Powers and, on there, and I can't remember the other actress's name. So I got it, Ram Squad. It was ooh, Ram Squad. ooh, I, I keep forgetting yes. they're from Philly. Yeah, I'm going deep. Ooh, anybody can keep me Let's, okay, okay, go ahead, so, go ahead. Okay, see now. The man, but yeah, like if we're talking about like we didn't have a lot of like rappers that came from Philly. Most of our rappers we looked up to was from New York. So you yeah. know that's where hip hop was born. So that's when we basically. So if you would ask me anybody hip hop period, I would have been like Rakim and. Oh uh, no, no. Well, you know, because you from the crib, because you from the crib, and I wanted to put an emphasis right, right, on right. that. No, 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 that's what I know. That's what I know. So it's why, that's why I was going deep back in because I. Damn, like, you said Rams. Oh my god, I gotta listen to some Ram Squad tonight. Um, oh man. Okay, so all right, the last well, the the last quick time question is, what are your top three films that you're looking forward to that are about to come out? Like, is it anything that you have, like, that's that you saw the trailer for and you're just like, all right, I got to put everything aside to go see this maybe with, uh, you know, the kids or the husband. Oh, so none. You're just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I don't. <laughs> well, no, I'm not I'm not saying it like that. But you're you know, you're you're just like, yeah, it's nothing. 
No, with me, I think with me now, I, and and I know I keep going back to my mom's situation, but mm-hmm. um, I I just live day by day. Like I don't like I'm not because I if I say that I want to see certain movies, which I haven't really looked at the trailers like that, which I love trailers to watch trailers, mm-hmm. but I haven't. So I've been too busy. So if, even if I did say I wanted to watch a movie and I didn't get a chance to watch it, like mm-hmm. I, I I put too much pressure on myself. So that's why I don't even do that. Like I don't. I, I don't like say like oh I'm going to sit down and watch Squid Game like I'm going to watch it on Tuesday because then if I don't do it on Tuesday I'm like damn it I didn't get a chance to watch and then I'm I'm hard on myself so I try not to do that I try to live in my moment so I haven't really thought about anything that um that I would like to see that's coming out now but I'm a little biased and I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna wear this on my sleeve <laughs> anything they Green does I will definitely support I will definitely be ready to watch. I will definitely give him my all and, and my attention on anything that he, Danny McBride, Blumhouse, Universal, anything that they have, because they all believe in me. Absolutely. And, and that's real. And I thank them, and the best way to thank them is support them. So please support um, Halloween Kills. Please Absolutely, people. Please support uh, Carmela McNeil. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all listening. Y'all hear that. Um. Anything that that they have coming up, anything that I have coming up, just know that uh, we care about how you guys feel and that we're doing anything to make you guys happy and entertain you. That's it. Listen, people, y'all heard it first. Uh, This is real games, no gimmicks or whatever the hell Obi Trice said in that Eminem intro. But um, listen, people, y'all got it firsthand. We had Carmela McNeil on the show. Um, first and foremost, uh, Carmela, thank you so much for taking the time out to even oh, be on the, on the podcast. I appreciate it. It was a long time coming and I appreciate you letting me know, like, listen, let's wait till the movie comes out so we can talk spoilers and we can just discuss it and everything. I really appreciate you taking the time out as opposed to just being like, all right, well, I'll just do the interview right then and there. Timing is everything. And you're a you're such a professional, and it's it was so good to have a conversation with you. But uh, before I really truly close out, because I know I said I was going to close out eighteen times already, um, I I really just want to let you know that um, being as though we come from the same place, like and me still being out here, I feel like you. I just want to let you know, and again, I'm not blowing smoke. I want to let you know that you are like such a beacon of light for people that are in you know, the field that we're in for people that want to be in entertainment. Maybe they want to be writers. Maybe they want to podcast. Maybe they want to be an actress. Maybe they want to be an actor or just be an extra in movies or direct or produce. I feel like you are such a positive light in the sense that if you're coming from where we come from, if you stay diligent, if you say, if you stay persistent, you can like really get there and you can accomplish anything. And I just want to say you're amazing. And thank you so much for like really being the person that, you know, like I said, a lot of people um, are not who they appear to be on social media. And it seems like you are absolutely that person that you are in your comments, in your posts, in your messages, in your Instagram stories and so on and so forth. So thank you so much for, you you know, thank you so much for being on here. Listen, pleasure is all mine. I, you know, we are two hours and some change into this. I, I'm, I, I want to edit it, but I don't want to because it's just so raw and it's just so real. But um, thank you so much for being on this on on this episode. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank yes. you so much for your patience. Yes, Wait, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's never a problem. Thank you. 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 Th
Thank you for being one of my day ones with the Halloween. Oh, at, come on now. Like, listen, before I even seen Halloween like, Kills. Listen, no, come on now. I got I got the the majority of the shit in my playlist is R and B. Like I was an R and B nut before I was like big on hip hop, like straight up. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, we we have a lot more in common than I had expected, but you know, we come from the same place. And I feel like that's you know, because you are in such a big franchise like Halloween Kills and Halloween twenty eighteen, um, I, I feel like you're still you know, you're still the same person. You're still very humble. You're still very like oh, yeah. respectful, very, very caring and stuff like that. And that that's amazing, man. And that is just a testament to the person you I know, are. I know what it took to get here. I know what it took to get here. I know yeah, it's not, it's absolutely. not where I, I look at. It's not lost on me. So I'm very thankful. I'm thankful that you guys care about my opinions and, and to talk to me. So I'm, I'm just happy to be here, and I'm just glad to be part of this universe, this Halloween universe. This is this is amazing. It's mind-blowing. It's, you know, we all grew up on it. So to be a part yeah. of it and forever, like, it's part of my legacy. Like, yeah. how being in Halloween, two Halloween, is a legacy that I'm leaving behind for my kids and my grandkids. Like, they'll see the movie when I'm gone. Like, yep. they'll, you yep. know, so that's it's huge. I don't take that for granted at all, at, at all. At all, and this has a special, very special place in my heart, along with David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, and the rest of the, everyone else who who took a chance for me and Michael to come back <laughs> and believe in us that we can carry that role. And I'm so glad we were able to do it, and it's right. such a blessing. And uh, and also a big shout out to uh, David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, everybody, uh, you know, uh, uh, Michael Smallwood, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Nancy Stevens, Kyle Richards, er everybody that was involved in the making of that movie. People, y'all know I usually do my, uh, you know, my obligatory. James Jude Courtney, don't forget James Jude Courtney. Oh, James and James Jude Courtney, of course, of course, James Jude Courtney for scaring the fuck out of me uh, during this movie because I wasn't sure. <laughs> I, like, listen, I thought everybody was going to die. Like, I didn't know. I knew it was going to be a body count and I knew it was going to end like Avengers Infinity War on some what do we do now uh, Thanos one type of shit. But I had no idea that everybody was not going to die. So big shout out to James U. Courtney. He is definitely uh after halloween kills he made his way into my top five michael myers portrayals so big shout out to him absolutely but people y'all know i do my obligatory um you know outro but i'm not gonna do that right now because we're already two hours and 20 minutes and some change into this so we'll catch y'all on the next one people and hopefully carmella will get you on another episode to talk about the next role you have hopefully hopefully fingers okay. crossed Fingers crossed. We'll we'll see you soon. But thank you so much for jumping on here with me. I appreciate you. And big shout out to you. Yes, absolutely. All right. All right. Have a good day. You too. All right. See you later. All right. All right. Bye bye.